Happy Sunday, and welcome to How to Win in Court Without a Liar. I'm Dave Horowitz. I'll be your host tonight, and uh, looking forward to the show. Uh, the show is going to be about the where, when, how, and why to question one that claims authority um, over you. So we're going to get started here. Um, the who is anyone. Anyone that claims authority over you is making a claim, and it's up to the person that makes the claim to prove their claim, okay? So uh, if a police officer flashes his lights and stops you and comes up and says, hey, you know, uh, license, registration, and insurance, and you say, what, by what authority are you asking this of me? You know, uh, you would question why they would stop you in particular. Uh, how they get, how did they get permission from you uh, to have authority over you? Uh, where are they getting the the um, the authority that they're trying to um, take over over you or your property? Okay, so in the public. In the public trust, if you registered your vehicle into the state trust, into the public trust, um, they're acting on the authority of a trustee, okay? And they're saying that is against uh, your, uh, that they gave you when they gave you the license to, to uh, use trust property. It's trust. It's not yours. It is in, in the public trust. You put it there. Uh, you've got a tag on the back that says the, who the trustee is, state that that uh, you entered your property into that trust. So, uh, for starters, that would be the who, <laughs> um, and that's that's who the cop is, is acting. Uh, you know, is where they're saying they're getting their authority. Okay. This will all come back around. I'm not saying it's legitimate. Um, uh, personally, the public trust, as far as I'm concerned, has been created in fraud, um, and that's easily provable. Um, you know, uh, do you trust <laughs> those that say they are an authority over you? Would you have put them in a position of trust over your assets, over your property? Um, you know, when you go into the court, the courtroom, who are the parties? Who, who there is trying to exercise their, you know, exercise authority over you? Well, uh, the prosecutor, <laughs> they're, they're trying to exercise authority over you. They're bringing the action. They're, they're, bring, they're the ones that are acting, okay, moving the uh, on, on behalf of the state, because the state is a fiction, it can't move on its own. So there's there's a fraud right there. But the the actor that is that is moving uh, the action in the courtroom is the prosecutor, and they're trying to exercise uh, the authority of the state over you, okay? Or authority, uh, yeah, the authority of the state over you. Um, then you've got the black-robed uh, person in, in the room 
who's supposed to be uh, an impartial referee, okay? And uh, are, are they acting in a position of authority? Absolutely. If they're going to make a decision, uh, they're going to uh, they're going to judge you, okay? Um, they are acting as if they have authority over you. Um, both of those individuals are questionable. Very, very questionable. One, in a trust in, in, in where you beneficiary, would you, would you or, or the grantor, would you grant them a, a position of trust over your being, over your actions, uh, the things of value in your life? And most likely the answer is no, because obviously they to do you harm. Somebody came on the line? Yeah. Uh, yes. Hi, Chad. Thanks for thanks for being on the show again. So today we're talking about uh, the who, what, where uh, of questioning authority. Okay, and the who is. Uh, who's easy to identify? The who is anybody that's trying to exercise authority over you or your affairs. Okay? Once you're an adult, uh, once you've reached the age of consent, in public or in private, um, Chuck, Chuck, could you mute your uh, thing for a second? It's making some noise there. Sorry about that. <laughs> Um, and we're, we're going to do some role play today as well, so it, it should be fun. But um, so identifying uh, the who is, is very, very easy. It's anybody that's trying to exercise authority over you, uh, your property, your business, your assets, anything of value uh, that that would belong to you. Okay, so that's how you would identify the who. And you always want to question their authority. Where did they get that authority? Uh, who gave them that authority? Um, were you a party? Did you consent somehow to get them uh, the authority that they're trying to exercise over you? Okay? And, and when you question authority, you, you're, you're basically flipping the switch, you know? Uh, now you're questioning. You're in the position of power. Okay, you're acting as authority by asking the questions. So when you say, you know, when uh, when the cop comes up and you ask, you know, where did you get your authority to, uh, you know, pull me over and stop me from doing the things that I'm doing? Um, you know, um, where are you getting this? Again, um, what I had spoken about a few minutes ago was they, they assume that authority because you've entered something into uh, the public trust, most likely your car or vehicle. And they can tell right away because it's their identity on the back. It's the state's identity, uh, the state trust that it is registered to. Okay? Uh, that property is registered in trust to the public and is now trying to uh, act as a trustee over uh, property, 
okay, on behalf of the rules set forth in the Department of Motor Vehicles uh, administration, uh, how those trusts are administered. for the Department of Motor Vehicles in, in the traffic issue, you know, uh, situation. So the prosecutor is acting uh, already. More which they are administering the, the prosecutor, if you've identified the who, now you question the where did you party over me? No. Or commerce. There's only two possible ways um, to be oops. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, in commerce, there's, two, there's only two possible ways that, that you can be connected to another party, okay? Um, that is either by contract or by trust, okay? I'll give you an example of both. Um, by contract, uh, you're hiring a contractor, and you have a specific contract as to what they're going to do for you and what their responsibilities are in the contract. And on the other side of that contract, if they do everything they're supposed to do, you will uh, pay them for the service, okay? That's by contract. Well, and the other is by trust, okay? When you go into uh, a business to do business with someone, you're acting in trust, okay? You would not do business with somebody that you don't trust, okay? You can even use that same contractor. So, um, you know, if you didn't have a written contract, it's a friend of yours doing uh, some work for you, uh, you wouldn't ask that friend to put on a deck on your house if you didn't trust that they could do it, okay? But that trust is also binding, okay? You're entrusting them to do the deck on your house. They become the trustee, okay? And they do have a fiduciary responsibility even if the trust is not written down. If they turn around and, and, and uh, you know, damage your property, damage your house, they can be held responsible uh, by very easily uh, explaining or expressing the trust that was uh, between the parties, okay? You were supposed to be the beneficiary of a new deck, um, not a, you know, uh, broken door or, you know, um, you know, it, uh, damages to your property, okay? You were supposed to have a new deck, and you were supposed to be the beneficiary of that transaction, okay? So by by recognizing that there's only two ways in, in commerce to be joined to a second party, okay, by contract or by trust, when you go into a courtroom, okay, um, you either there by contract or by trust, okay? Well, uh, most folks think that they're going in there because they owe a debt to society and they're just going to go and pay it off because this is how it works. Well, you're not sure really what's going on there, okay? The, it's an, an administrative proceeding, 
uh, nine times out of ten, you're going into a, an administrative uh, tribunal. And they are administering the trust. They are the trustee. Unfortunately, they're trying to uh, join you as a trustee as well to hold you liable, okay, for the property that you are driving around. But you only have beneficial title. You don't have legal title, okay? So at best, you're a beneficiary when you walk into that courtroom, okay? So uh, in a public administration hearing, give me one second here. I got to... Gotta find my glasses. <laughs> Maybe not today. Okay. So anyway, when you go into the courtroom, you at best are there uh, as a beneficiary. They are looking for the legal person. Okay. And that judge is trying to act uh, and exercise authority over you. So you really got a question. You know, uh, are you there as a um, as, as a uh, non-biased party, or do you have some sort of an in, an interest in this case? Okay, and if they're acting as administrator, they're acting as trustee. Okay, public trustee, public servant. Uh, a servant is a trustee, and it may not. Uh, you know, when people hear, oh, yeah, well, they're public servants, well, they don't quite get that they're actual trustees, okay? And a trustee has a fiduciary responsibility to the beneficiary. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, okay? So when you go in there, um, you're basically going in there with your birth certificate, okay, which is a... Um, a UBI. It's a unit of beneficial interest in the public trust. You didn't set up that contract. Your parents did. If anything, you were to benefit by it. So if there's benefits to be had, you should be able to get them uh, by, by providing that UBI, that, that birth certificate. Okay? It's a, it's, a, a unit, uh, it's a unit of beneficial interest in the trust. Okay? It's like being a shareholder in a corporation. You ha uh, and, and this works, you know, under contract where you would have corporation, okay? So if the government is acting as a corporation or as a trust, it, it really doesn't matter here because the, you know, if, if they're managing a corporation, well, then they're, then they're beholden to the, um, to the stockholders, to the people who are holding beneficial interest in that company. That's who they are, uh, you know, that's who they have to, uh, that's where their loyalties are, okay? Not to the customer, not to the employees, but to the stockholder. Well, in a trust, it's the same. Uh, the trustee is beholden to the beneficiaries of the trust that, that was established, okay? So when you go and you register your vehicle, you're, you're acting as the grantor, okay? And you're granting, you're, you're, you're entrusting them with your property. And in exchange, they're allowing you beneficial interest because you put the burden, the financial burden, or the fiduciary responsibility on the state. And that all goes back to HJR 192, if anybody here knows 
commercial remedy and uh, HJR 192, public law 7310, um, basically being able to um, discharge and offset debts, public and private, okay, um, for the benefit of the beneficiaries. And when you go into the courtroom, and the judges or the, <laughs> the, the person acting as judge in that courtroom is acting as the trustee, the administrator, okay? And they're going to make a ruling as to what should be done, okay? Now, the one bringing the case is also a public trustee, the prosecutor uh, for the state, okay? So here there's a little bit of difference because the prosecutor, okay, is basically the, the judge is trusting the prosecutor, the trustee is, is trusting the prosecutor to bring um, something in truth, in good faith, okay, and, and not lie about it um, or, be, or not breaching the trust that they're assuming or should be assuming that that prosecutor is bringing an action in good faith. And unfortunately, you know, nobody knows what's going on in the system, uh, that they are involved in a public trust and that they become, you know, that they're, that they're beneficiaries. It's knowing who you are and walking in that authority. Uh, a beneficiary has uh, equitable remedy against trustees. Okay, and I'm not getting into equitable remedy today, but that's how you would hold your trustees accountable is through an equitable remedy. Um, but, so if the trustee goes and, and uh, commingles funds and, and, or uses uh, trust funds for, to profit themselves and not to profit the trust or the beneficiary of the trust, then um, that's a breach of trust, okay? And they're, they're breaching their fiduciary responsibilities, and now the beneficiary can hold them accountable. Okay, question their authority to do what they did. And if it's found out that they did profit uh, fraudulently uh, from trust funds, then the trust breaks down. Okay, and the beneficiary has an equitable right to dissolve the trust, to dismantle that trust, to destroy the trust uh, if the trustee is no longer trustworthy. Okay. Well, in the public, this is what you're seeing all the time. There isn't a trustworthy one out there that I've come across, very few that I've come across that are really trustworthy because they're not taught what they're doing, why they took this oath, what, you know, what's been entrusted to them. And they are basically profiting <laughs> uh, fraudulently through breach of trust, okay? They're bringing you in there, um, trying to hold you, you know, financially accountable uh, and, and maybe even more than that. Maybe they want to put you in a cage uh, for breaking their rules of the trust, okay? But you're not the trustee. You're the beneficiary, and, it, and you have beneficial interest, okay, and not a fiduciary responsibility, okay? You gave that fiduciary responsibility to them, okay? Uh, I posted something today earlier. I don't know... Um, I don't know off the top of my head who wrote it, but it says the only way to, uh, in order to establish trust with somebody, you have to first trust them, okay? So when you're in the courtroom, um, <laughs> the trustee that you want to entrust 
or, or to have, you know, uh, trust in would be the judge. Most likely would be your best bet, not the prosecutor, um, because they already have something against you, and supposedly uh, the judge is still now a, a, uh, a party that's not an interest, supposedly. Uh, they don't get paid by the same people, <laughs> even though we all know that they do. Um, the judge is a public trustee, so you're going to render on the Caesar the uh, your beneficial interest, and you're going to make sure and, and and be a witness to make sure that they act in the you know the best uh, way possible to the beneficiary's interests. Okay, not toward the complaining party or the one bringing a complaint against the trust or the estate, um, your estate. Okay, so if you entrust. The, the, the judge or give them custody of the legal person, they need to be able to uh, do, they're supposed to do the right thing by the trustee or by the beneficiary, okay, at that point. Uh, because it, the, the trust has been expressed. It's out there. Now, the prosecutor is still a public trustee, should have never brought that to begin with. If there was an issue, it's the fiduciary responsibility is the, the trustee not to the beneficiary. Um, see if I can explain this in a way, um, simple way. Uh, a parent lent, you know, tells uh, their 17-year-old kid that they're going to lend them the car and trust them with the car. They need to bring it back by 10 o'clock that night, uh, back with no dents, and they needed to bring it back with the full tank of gas. And those are the terms of the license, the permission to use the vehicle and you're entrusting them, you're giving them beneficial use of the property that is still yours, okay? Uh, you still own it. You have uh, legal title to it, which means that you have responsibility, okay? The one who holds legal title has the responsibility. Whoever uh, owns something is responsible, okay? With ownership comes responsibility. Everybody's heard that. Well, it's true. Uh, part of the reason for setting up a trust to begin with is to um, limit that liability uh, to the trust itself and not to you personally. But uh, going forward, we, you, you lend the kid the car, they bring it back, um, they hit the neighbor's mailbox on the way home, and now there's a dent in the vehicle and a broken mailbox next door. Um, even though it was an accident, you know, um, the beneficiary, okay, which was the which was the child who had beneficial use of, of the vehicle, is not responsible to um, the injured party, which would be the neighbor, okay, and the trust itself. The tr I mean, they owned it, so they don't have to worry about. You know, the beneficiary is the uh, end owner of the property, okay, so they don't have to pay back the trust, okay, um, their responsibility is, you know, is, is the legal responsibility is now in the trustee, so the father would end up having to pay the neighbor's repairs on their mailbox, okay, they have the fiduciary responsibility because they are still the trustee of the vehicle, they're the legal title holder, they make the rules as to, you know, for licensees. Well, that's what's going on in court, okay, in the public side. 
So, so anyway, we've got the uh, the who, okay, which is anybody um, that claims authority over you or your property or your business or, you know, so uh, anybody who does that, uh, you have the absolute right to question it as a beneficiary, okay, or a contract holder. Like I said earlier in the, in the, the show, that in commerce or in the public, um, there's only two possible ways to be connected to another party. One is by contract. The other is by trust. If you uh, have a contract, then you have a contract, and the jurisdiction is, is based on the contract itself, and or the authority is based in the contract itself. Okay? Then if it's by trust, okay, then it's it's based on the authority is with the trustee in the trust. That's where the legal authority is. So both in the public or the private. Okay, you got to look. This is a mirror. Uh, the public and the private is like a mirror. Uh, one is real. One is just a reflection. Okay. Um, unfortunately, in the public side, they you know the, there was not full disclosure. There isn't any training. There's you know, uh, basically a blind faith or a blind trust that, uh, you know, these supposed representatives are going to uh, work in your best interest. And, you know, uh, I would say about 99.999% of the time they're not. <laughs> so um, what you're doing, the what, is you are going to, uh, one, express the trust, okay, Make sure that everybody knows this is a trust. Uh, you're going to ask for the, uh, you know, who, who are the parties? Who are the parties here? Who's, who's the beneficiary? Who's the trustee? You know, who's the party? These are questions to ask uh, people who are acting in authority. These are, these are questions that you have to ask, okay? And if you ask enough questions, you'll pretty much... Uh, come to find out that they are either a trustee or have a contractual relationship with you, um, or they don't. In that case, there is no authority there other than maybe uh, force, okay, and, uh, but there's no trust. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't have a trust relationship with a mugger, okay. Uh, they're using force, okay, as their authority, okay. It's not trust relationship. I don't trust them. And the second he turns his back, I'm going to knock him unconscious, <laughs> you know. So, you know, because there is no trust there. They, they abused uh, or created a, a fictional authority by putting a gun to your head. Well, that's a lot what's going on now in the public. And it has not been uh, disclosed to everybody of, you know, who, who's, who's who when it comes to uh, the public and the public's trust. You're either a, a grantor, uh, a trustee, or a beneficiary. You're, you're one of the three parties. You could even be two of the three parties. Um, okay? You could be the grantor when you granted your property into the state trust and registered your car. Okay? You were the grantor, and then you got beneficial title back, which means that you're also the beneficiary. Okay? But you're not the trustee. The trust is in the state. And... That's a <laughs> not a great place for it to be, okay. So if you if you, if you want to stay 
out of administrative tribunals, okay, don't grant your property, your assets, your business uh, permission to uh, rule over you or govern over you um, to make the rules to somebody other than you. Keep it private. Keep it private. Uh, legal title can be transferred back out. That trust can be dismantled. Um, it can be dismantled in the courtroom. If that judge, once you uh, once you have entrusted them, okay, with your beneficial interest, okay, and told them, hey, I've got a beneficial interest here. You're expressing your beneficial interest in the in the trust that's being administrated that day uh, with that case number, okay, and now you put it into the judge's hands. Now, if the judge, as a trustee, acts uh, opposed to your interest, okay, and sides with the other party, they have the fiduciary responsibility at that point, okay, not you, okay, and you've effectively uh, not joined yourself to being a trustee, okay, to the legal fiction, to the legal person as trustee, because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to join you as the trustee, as an employee, you've got a social security number. They're trying to make you think that that's you, okay? It's not you. These are trust instruments, okay? The licenses are, are trust instruments, okay? If, if somebody's giving you permission, it has to be the one with legal title, the owner, okay? And in a trust, the trustee is the principal, okay? They are the legal owner. They're the legal title holder, the trustee, with ownership comes responsibility, and that responsibility is a fiduciary responsibility. Um, so that, that's the one. You're, you're trying to, um, you know, find out what is going on and, and why um, uh, they're doing what they're doing, okay? If, if that judge turns around and acts opposed to your interest, okay, um, they're breaching the trust. They are actually breaching the trust that you've just created with them. So breach of trust, the trustee has a, uh, the, I'm sorry, the beneficiary has an equitable re remedy or has equitable remedy um, to, you know, against the trustee for acting in breach of trust or fraudulently. Um, when that breaks down, you break, you know, the trust breaks down and is collapsed. It's done, okay? And as the beneficiary, you now have a, uh, you have an equitable, uh, you have equitable rights, you have equitable remedy. The trustee now has to make it right with the estate, okay? And, and that, is, that is how you hold your, those public officials, um, especially one that you've just put into trust, um, accountable for their actions, okay? And at this point, I'm going to ask, <laughs> I know I'm rambling here, I'm going to break it up a little bit because uh, this anybody has any questions, feel free to, to ask them now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, as soon as we get some more people on the line, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a little bit of role-playing. Um, 
let, let's keep going on here and get through the uh, the who, what, where, when, how, and why you question authority. Um, where uh, the where is where did you get this supposed authority from? How was it created? Where did you get it? And the question is, is a very simple question, you know, that they should be able to answer under what authority they're acting. Okay, they can say, well, you know, uh, they could say, well, I was appointed or, or you know. Ask more questions. Did I vote for you? Did, you know, our attorney to act, uh, you know, in any way, if you've registered your vehicle and you've got licenses, they're acting a trustee, but they're trying to make you as a trustee as well. Um, and that's where the, the, uh, the, uh, they're benefiting. Okay. And, uh, so when, when they turn around and they're trying to join you to the legal person, they're trying to do it to join you as a trustee so that you'll have fiduciary responsibility uh, for the legal fiction and following their trust, you know, public trust rules. And if you broke those rules, they're trying to hold you accountable as a fiduciary financially. Okay. Um, so that was based, it's based on trust. You're, you're not supposed to hold that title. Okay. You were the grantor and you're the you know, and you're the beneficiary, but you're not the trustee, okay? If you were the grantor, the beneficiary, and the trustee, then there's no trust at all because you're all three parties, kind of like when you go into the courtroom, okay? The judge, the most of and all three parties, you know, um, they're, they're supposed to be... Could you trust that situation? Okay. And uh, just the same way that you can express a trust, okay, see, you can, you can do very simple. Trust here. The, the entire process breaks down, okay. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, how? Again, we're going to you know. Uh, so, when did I consent? Okay. When did uh, when did I consent to give you authority over me? Okay. How? How did how did you get the supposed authority that that you're acting in right now? Okay, ask questions. Always, 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 always question authority. <coughs> Nine times out of ten, it can, you know, it's very easy to break it down. You know, they're, they're dealing with circular logic. Well, the voters gave it to us. Well, I'm not a voter. So how did you get authority over me? 
um, you know, well, you applied for a license. No, I don't have a license. Okay, I don't have. I don't need permission because what I have isn't private. It's it's uh, private, owned by a trust. Legal title is in the trust. Okay, so again, how did you get your supposed authority over me? Okay, and you keep going. Well, then you know if it's not in the public trust, then what are you doing here? Okay, because right now you're trying to administer. Uh, the rules, okay, you're trying to enforce the the rules of your public trust, of to which I am not a party. And uh, their authority will break down even in their own mind, and I've seen it happen where, you know, they come in all puffed up and, uh, you know, they go away all, all slunched over and go, well, how the heck did he do that? <laughs> they, they don't like... Uh, you know, they don't like having their authority questioned, okay? And a lot of times you're going to see um, these actors who are trustees getting very, very angry uh, the second that you question their authority over you, over your property, uh, over in your business. You know, who brought you in as a third party? And you question, okay? They get very angry, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I've had a cop walk up to my car at 3 o'clock in the morning, no tag on it. I should have just went home. And I decided to pull over uh, for the guy on the side of the highway or on, on the side of the desert. Uh, I was living in Vegas at the time. And the guy walks up to the window, and I was tired. I was just getting a pizza to come home. My son was coming home from work. And uh, the cop goes, uh, license, registration, and insurance. And I said, I'll tell you what. Answer my question, and I'll answer yours. I said, uh, can you show me the law that requires me to have any of those things? Okay. <laughs> and he hit his panic button and said, you know, some code into it. And the next thing I know, within 30 seconds, at 3 o'clock in the morning, I got, you know, four cops there, uh, back up. And... Uh, I closed the door of my vehicle. I, I uh, locked the key in the car, and I got out, and I basically started questioning every single one of them. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they didn't take my property. Um, they tried to force me to sign a ticket, and I turned around, and I said, uh, no, sorry, I'm not interested in contracting with you. And uh, they said that uh, if you don't, Excuse me. Uh, you don't sign I'm this. Just this is Catherine. I'm just yep. logging in. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Hi. Hi, Catherine. How you doing? Thanks for Good. joining. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. So, so they said if you don't sign on, you know, sign off on the ticket, we're going to take your vehicle. I said, wow, that sounds like it, you know, pretty close to extortion. Uh, you know, uh, are you trying to extort me? And I just kept asking questions, asking questions. I said, I'm not going to, you know, uh, I'm not answering your questions. I, I'm the one asking questions here. I'm trying to figure out who you guys are and where you think you got this authority over me and my property. Um, they uh, basically, they, they, they wrote a ticket, no insurance, no registration, no, no license, you know, um, or suspended license. You know, like, you know, I'm sure a lot of folks get the, get these tickets these days. So, um, 
I just kept asking, you know, and I said, I'm not signing the, the document. I said, I said uh, you know, I said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign it. And I said, under duress, under threat of force, under threats of extortion, and, you know, and I, I just wrote all that in there, and then I put an X on it, okay? And then I drove home. The very next day I went to the court and served the court a four-page document explaining to them why the property isn't theirs and why the, you know, the officers had no authority in the first place to, to even stop me um, or, or to try to get me to enter into a contract with them. And that, you know, that was the end of that. But again, it was, you know, it's, it's constantly questioning their authority. Where you, you know, where do you get off telling me how to live, what to do, these things? Um, you know, it's, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of us are grown up and our parents still try to run our lives, <laughs> you know. Um, tell us what to do, okay? Yeah, I hear that. It's for yourself. Okay, uh, it's a nice part. The thing about freedom, there is no authority over you, um, and a lot of the times it's all implied. Absolutely. So we get into the house. So when when uh, you know how do they do it? They assume. They presume that they have authority over you. Um, my vehicle, okay, then presume that the property is owned, that legal title is held by their uh, a charter of, by that or their municipality or you know, government office. Uh, there is no um, reason to think that because their property, it would have to have their tag on there. Okay? Their identify, identification. That's so property, and, and you have now the right to, uh, you know, pull it over and say, hey, part of the then your car they don't have uh, they are trustees over that property. And, and to exercise their authority, that perverse. It's outside of the scope of their charter. Okay, um, they cannot take what is private and make it public for a profit, which is exactly what they're doing when they pull you over anyway. Okay, so going to court is all about the money. Um, so, you know what? What does the state want from me? Well, they want five hundred dollars for not having. Uh, your license up to date. Of course, we're not having any insurance on the state property, and uh, you know, it's it, it, it's it's all about the cash. It's all about 
control and um, you're talking about uh, Clearfield Trust Doctrine, which says any government that uh, lower um, a corporation and requires I signed you up. Uh, we signed a contract, and and uh, you do the service. I'll pay you. You know, so that that's what's going on over there. I see we're getting a bunch of new people on the line here. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Uh, this is how to win in court without a liar. And Dave Horowitz. Thanks again for uh, joining me tonight. Um, we're down to the. Uh, why? Okay, this is this is the uh, the last thing. Why? Why would I consent, or uh, you know, to be governed, or uh, why would I consent to? Okay, with some. I don't know if it's just my phone, but I can't hear. Hey guys, sorry I got dropped off the call. <laughs> the hassle of living in Mon in Montana in the woods. So, can everybody hear me all right now? Hello. I can now, David. There? Okay, yeah, I thought I, I started to. Yeah, you, know, you came on the line and and uh, yeah, I'm here. Just I as I was getting. <laughs> I hear. I'm here. I just okay. had you on mute. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure everybody can hear me because I got, uh, like I said, I, my uh, signal got dropped. So, um, again, you know, th there's a lot of whys, you know, and, and this is a big part of being able to collapse any expected or implied trust, okay, any uh, manipulated trust, any coerced trust, okay, uh, it's not really trust if I have a gun to your head, okay? It's not trust if I coerced you into doing something, okay? Um, if I straight out lied to you or committed fraud, those are all breaches of trust, okay? Why would you question? Because these are going on all the time in every courtroom every single day, being lied to. There's frauds being committed. Um, uh, trustees are being... Um, enriched, uh, unlawfully enriched uh, off of the trust that is supposedly there for the benefit of the beneficiaries. Uh, the government was supposed to serve the people, and, um, you know, the, now the, the monster uh, requires that everybody serve it. So why, you know, 
is is a real easy uh, way to collapse that trust. And therefore, there is no longer a trust. There's no longer an issue. Okay? Uh, if I don't trust the judge, okay, the, the one acting as a judge in the courtroom, okay, uh, after I've just given him uh, the legal person, custody of the legal person, and now he rules against the trust, well, he just breached the trust. So why should I trust him? And why, once, you, once the trust is collapsed, the assets, the corpus of the trust belongs to the beneficiaries, 100%. 100%. So if you're the sole beneficiary, that trust, everything that was in the public trust uh, that has ever been in the public trust for you, um, is now due upon the collapse of the trust. So if they were, in, you know, if they had, uh, if you entrusted them with your homes, your your vehicles, your, um, you know, your children, any of these things, um, you know, if you, if you registered them into the public trust and they breached that trust, you have every right to collapse the trust, okay, because you granted it to them in the first place, okay? So I know I get a lot of calls of folks and problems, having problems in, in, uh, in courts, especially family courts with their kids, which is an administrative court. They're administering the, the trust that you granted them when you registered your kid, okay? Now the kid has the beneficial interest, the unit of beneficial interest, the birth certificate in their name, that once they become uh, the age of consent, that uh, they can control it full time, you know? Uh, but in, in the meantime, it's entrusted to the parent, okay? And the parent was also the grantor, okay? Um, when you're holding that in trust for your child, okay, it is you have, a, you have a fiduciary responsibility for your child. So if your child goes into the store and breaks something, you've got to pay for it, okay? Um, but the same thing, the public is also the trustee. You know, they are also trustees. And, but being the grantor, you can go in and collapse that trust. Hey, I entrusted you with my child, and look what you did. You know, you, you violated my trust. I'm, I'm, I'm collapsing the trust, and I'm taking back possession, legal title over my child. Okay? You found yourself untrustworthy. And as the grantor of that trust, you have every right to do that. Okay? It is revocable. Those, those are revocable. Uh, especially for impropriety and fraud and breach of trust, okay? So when, you know, as far as remedy goes, when you walk in uh, and you uh, recognize who all the players are, who the trustee, who the grantor is, who, who the beneficiaries are in that courtroom, you know, you can start to understand that uh, the fiduciary is the trustee, the one with the fiduciary responsibility. The beneficiary is the one that's supposed to benefit from the encounter going on. Okay. They try to say that the public is the beneficiary, and that's why they need your money from you, the trustee. Okay. It's, it's a role reversal. And uh, that's why you really have to question, you know, who are the parties here? You know, who, who are the parties in interest here? Uh, who are, you know, who are you up there sitting on the, you know, the pedestal? I, I need everybody to identify themselves. I have no idea what's going on here, okay? And 
until I can uh, ask questions and, and get some clarity, this, this whole thing's not going anywhere. Okay? And you have every right to ask questions when you go into that courtroom. Every right to ask questions. Uh, when you question something, you're seeking information. You're not in contempt. You're not acting contemptuous. You know, ask away. Ask your questions. Don't get angry. You know, uh, but don't let them keep you from asking the questions. You know, if they try to stop you, what authority do you have to stop me asking my questions? I still don't have enough information to, you know, <laughs> to, to understand what's going on here. You always have to keep questioning, questioning, questioning. Anytime they stand up and, and, and try to assert some authority over you, you question it. You know, what makes you, you know, why, uh, who are you to keep me from asking questions to get an understanding and clarification on the matter before uh, this tribunal right now? These are questioning authority. Um, <laughs> uh, husband and wife, okay? Uh, great trust relationship, or it could be a great trust relationship. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the husband comes home late one night, didn't call, smells like alcohol, you know, um, and the wife is meets him at the door and starts berating him with questions. She's questioning his trust, whether or not he's trustworthy, Okay. She, she's angry, and she's trying to get clarity as to what happened, okay? And it may be perfectly innocent, okay? Maybe he didn't breach the trust at all of the relationship. You know, maybe he had a horrible day and just wanted to go have a drink or three. And, uh, you, know, um, you know, he wasn't out sleeping around, he didn't, you know, uh, breached the trust, you know? And maybe he did in a way. Maybe he didn't call, which, you know, uh, made, made her worry. And, and uh, you know, that, is, uh, that would be considered a, a breach of trust, but it's not a breach that can't be fixed like cheating <laughs> or, 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 you know, doing something, uh, you know, that would violate the trust between them. So those questions is questioning uh, not authority but the trust, you know. And, again, that's what you're doing uh, as, a trust, as a trustee, okay, in, in that situation. Um, you're granting your trust to your spouse, okay? And when you grant somebody trust, you're the grantor, they become the trustee, the one that has to be trustworthy, okay? And that goes vice versa. You're, you're granting, you know, uh, the other one, uh, your trust, okay? And you become a trustee. So it's mutual, okay? Uh, there's a mutual trust relationship there. Well, uh, that's not what you're getting in a courtroom nine times, well, <laughs> ten times out of ten, I would say. Um, you're better off in arbitration. But uh, so um, I'm going to stop here for a second. And does, any, does anybody have any questions? Um, I know I've heard a lot of people getting on the line. Um, this is How to Win in Court Without a Liar. I'm Dave Horowitz, and... We're talking about uh, the who, what, where, when, how, and why. Um, I can't hear you. See, David, I have a question. Okay. 
Somebody have a question? I thought I heard somebody say something. Yeah, I, I do, David. Um, I'm I'm curious. So if if with the legal person, um, from what I understand, they're the creators of it. Um, so would would you still be the grantor of that legal person? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, the second that you the, the second that you grant your property into that trust, anybody can set up a trust. If you want to be a party to that trust, um, you know, um, by granting your trust to it, okay. In other words, you give that your property to the trust. Now you become a grantor, okay, of that specific asset, which is what gives you the beneficial interest. I'm, I'm, that I'm makes still sense. confused. No, okay. no not, not to me. <laughs> um, That's so, okay. Uh, let's see if we can reform it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'm looking at, you know, if they created it, um, it, did they put that into the public trust? Or do you have to take no, control no. of it? Or, or are you automatically the beneficiary of it? You would automatically be a beneficiary if you have a unit of beneficial interest, which is the birth certificate, okay? So it was created, okay? okay? Um, the trust was created by them, right? They authored it. They have authority over it, okay? However, they basically trick our parents into uh, granting us into the public trust for benefits, okay? They'll say, oh, you need to, you know, get the birth certificate and social so that you are, you have, you know, uh, these benefits that, that are, it's like joining a, a you know, a club, uh, becoming a member of a club, okay? They say, well, we're going to, you know, we have these benefits, we have this insurance, we've got, uh, you know, we could protect you, we could do these things, and, you buy into it, okay, and you grant them something of value into the trust, okay? That value that they granted in the form of the birth, you know, the beneficial trust unit or the unit of beneficial trust, uh, the birth certificate, was created because um, your mom informed okay, or granted, your, your mom granted, the doctor informed, okay, that there was this uh, potential trust relationship, and your mom agreed and registered you into the public trust for beneficial reasons, right? You can get Social Security, you can get welfare and disability and, you know, uh, <laughs> all different things that the, that the state supposedly uh, has as benefits, okay? So they created it, so they have authority over it, okay? But you, in the, uh, you know, as a baby, you, you didn't grant the trust, okay? You didn't grant the trust at that time, okay? And when you re reached the age of majority, okay, you had every right to say, hey, you know, I'm a trust fund baby, and, and uh, I don't want any part of this trust. I'm going to collapse it now and take my share and leave. But they don't tell you that, okay? They continue to hold that, and then you add to uh, 
you know, the, the public trust by registering your vehicles, your property, all through life. Okay? So those are not things that, you know, uh, if you were told that you didn't have to do these things, that you could do those in private, you probably wouldn't have done that. So you were either coerced, defrauded, uh, misinformed, <laughs> indoctrinated, you know, I mean, but these are a lot of the things that they tell you all through school. You know, you're 18, you got to sign up for the selective service. You, you know, 15 or 16, you got to get a permit. Or 12, you got to get a worker's permit. Or, you know, all these different things that they tell you but don't tell you why. Um, they're all trust instruments, okay? And the birth certificate is a trust in instrument. It is a unit of beneficial interest in the public trust, okay? And it even tells you, don't use this for identification, okay? Don't identify with it. Don't join yourself to it. You know, it was never supposed to be used for identification, but it's the only thing, only thing that, uh, you know, if I went to go to the government to be an employee, I have to apply, okay? And I would have to get some sort of a government ID card that uh, shows that I'm a party to the government, okay, that I work for them somehow, okay, what my position is, what, what responsibilities and stuff that I have, all those things would be in an, employ, in an employment contract. Well, I don't have an employment contract. I'm not getting paid as an employee, okay, but I do hold a beneficial interest in the things that they're doing in that corporation or trust. Um, and again, in commerce, uh, there's, there's only two ways, either by contract or by trust and which are both really contract but you know we're led to believe that uh, it's a government so that we're supposed to trust them uh, even though in reality they are a corporation and you know would require your written permission and consent and a contract for anything that they require of you you know and and what you would expect from them I hope I answered your question, Chad. If, uh, am I making it more confusing for you? No, you, you did when you brought up uh, the beneficial interest. That, that's what uh, did it for me. So, no, that was a good answer. Thank you. You're welcome. Is there anybody else that has any questions? I have a question. Sure. Are you there? Can you can you hear me? Um, you're saying yeah. that the birth certificate is a trust. Um, I've heard people say, you know, you go into court with your certificate and say, here you go, here's the defendant. Now, does it does not make any well, difference if that certificate is authenticated or not? Correct. Well, no, it doesn't. But it's not a trust. It's a it's a unit of beneficial interest in a trust. Okay? Right. It's not a, okay. it's not the trust itself. Okay. Right. But it's 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 evidence of a beneficial interest in the public trust. Okay. okay? And when you set up a private trust, be, it doesn't have what, to be authenticated, right? It does not have to be authenticated, right? No, it just has to be a certificate of uh, of uh, you know of beneficial interest, a certificate of birth. Uh, you know that, that there's a uh, interest in the public. You know that you are a beneficiary of the public trust. Uh, that you're entitled to benefits. If you don't have it, okay, if, you, if you're from uh, another place or if your parents were smart enough not to get you involved, um, you know, again, because most of us don't know what's going on here, 
Okay, it's been used as a scam for you know enriching politicians and and, and criminal corrupt officials. Okay, um, if they wanted you to know that you know there was a trust relationship and that they are uh, you know have a fiduciary responsibility to you, you would be acting like a trust fund baby instead of uh, you know uh, scrambling and scraping to 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 beg them for for uh, benefits. You know. You would be benefiting from the investments that they made, uh, that they were, you know, all these things that they're supposed to be doing that are to benefit the beneficiaries of the trust that was created, and they're not doing it. I mean, you could easily tell that by looking at the debt clock, you know. If they're trillions in debt, you know, if the trust is trillions in debt and they're broke and they owe, okay, they can't stop uh, coercing people to you know, entrust their property to them or they would close. Nobody would work for them because they couldn't get paid, you know? Right. So it's, it's coerced. But no, the, the birth certificate is a unit of beneficial interest in the trust. So, and it is also the legal fiction. It's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's uh, shows that you're a party to the public entity, Okay. But it also it shows that you're a beneficial party, you're a beneficiary, and not a trustee. Okay, so when you go in and register your vehicle, you get a certificate of title. Okay, which is beneficial title. Okay, beneficial use. They hold on to legal title. You were the grantor in that transaction, right? You granted your property to them in trust, and they gave you a certificate of beneficial interest. <laughs> And, and you are allowed okay. to hold on to the vehicle and use it, right? Okay, with their permission, and so long as you have their permission, and you know, which is a license, and you follow all their administrative rules for that process. You didn't make up those rules, so you're really not in control of the public situation. Uh, the only, the only remedy that a beneficiary has in in the trust is a, and it's not, it's not just, uh, you know, it's not a small thing. You have equitable remedy okay you can hold the trustees accountable for for uh, breach of, of trust uh, fraud uh, misappropriation of your property a lot of different things so you, you can hold the that the trustee responsible and that's what's supposed to um, bind the trust you know keep hold that trust together okay is, is your right to be able to get equitable remedy against the trustee Okay, which is why you don't just collapse the trust and take your property out. Okay, because if you collapse the trust, you become the allodial owner. Okay, you collapse the trust, you are now holding uh, both beneficial and, uh, I'm sorry, both equitable and uh, legal title to the property, the corpus of the trust, once you collapse that trust, if you're the beneficiary which is why they would have to say, you know, I mean, and you could uh, definitely uh, request that of them if the trustee doesn't do what's best for the beneficiary. So when you turned around and gave your, uh, you know, you gave your uh, beneficial interest to the, the judge and, and created that, you know, expressed the trust relationship and they don't act on, on your behalf as the beneficiary, uh, they act against you, you can actually collapse a trust saying, hey, you just acted against me uh, as my trustee. I no longer trust you, and I'm collapsing the trust that's before this tribunal right now. 
and I'm going private. And it's just, um, a, you know. If you collapse the trust, you get a check. <laughs> you can do, well, at that, once, yeah, well, you are the, you are the, if you're the sole beneficiary, they have to give you everything that the public trust is holding on your behalf. Yes. <laughs> well, damn, I didn't know that. Shit, I would have canceled that shit a long time ago. <laughs> you can cancel it, collapse yeah, I mean, it, and then they have to. Hmm. So then, but when you get tickets and pulled over, you can't you can't be like I'm the beneficiary, and then you have to pay the shit, right? If you are the trustee, and you know all the say over that property, okay? So. They, you know, a cop can't. Hey, you're, you're right. He doesn't have a legal title. Of his employer doesn't hold legal title to that property. Okay. His employer. Damn, you're cutting in now. I can't hear you. Sorry. How about now? Is that better? Yeah. We're getting probably going to be getting snow here, so I know my 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 is uh, in and out oh, wow. here of my signal. Yeah. So, you know, again, uh, if the agent uh, you're proper, you're the only one that can decide. Administrative officer, or which is what that judge is when he's sitting up there on the bench. He's not a judge. There's one judge. That's not it. <laughs> well, if they claim they're being a judge, then 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 again, that that could be a breach of trust and fraud. They're committing fraud. Um, and I don't know if I want to get into that today because we can go right down a different rabbit hole. But um, <laughs> so, is there, is there yeah. any other questions, or was that question answered? Did, did, did you get that? My my question's answered, yeah. Okay. Is there anybody else that has any questions on the material we're covering now? Yeah, right. Yeah. I've actually been yapping away for an hour already. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have any... I, I, what's that? Uh, I have a question. Sure. Uh, this is Linda in Virginia. Um, Hi, Linda. Hi. Um, what gave them the right to establish a trust in the first place? The fact that they might give you benefits someday? Well, the, 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 if you think about it and you go back to the Constitution and all this, you know, um, the Bill of Rights, or actually the Declaration of Independence was a trust declaration. Okay. It was a declaration of trust. They no longer trusted, uh, you know, King George, and, it, uh, you know, they're going to start something and put trust in themselves, okay? And, again, you know, people took it as this was the gospel, and, you know, look at the system that we have now. They created something to serve us, and it ended up oppressing everybody, okay? But, again, I mean, it's, you know, 
People call it, you know, the founding fathers. Well, they founded a trust, <laughs> a public trust. And that went into, uh, what is it, 1871, when Congress walked out, and that was the last legitimate government Congress, and then it turned into a corporation, okay? Uh, but a corporation just, can all... Uh, what's that? It just seems to me that in order for you to establish a trust you should have some vested interest in it and they don't until until they start paying you benefits or something so i don't know oh, they have I don't a vested interest they... in being trustees paid trustees professional trustees <laughs> you know uh look at lawyers that are that are going out for guardianship uh you know or being put in place for guardianship whether that be for children or for the elderly you know, that's a cottage industry. So there is some benefit for them, <laughs> huge benefit. Yes, but, uh, but my, my point is, how, why, should they have any, why should they have the right to enter a trust if they don't have a vested interest in it? Uh, well, uh, again, their, their interest in the, the trustee doesn't, have a vested, doesn't necessarily have a vested interest in the trust. Although if they um, in their private are registering their vehicles in their homes to the trust, then you could say they would have a as well as being a trustee. Okay, so they they in that way they do have a vested interest. They they put their well, they've not... registered their kids and they've registered their properties into that public trust. I'm not talking about the trustee. I'm talking about the person that establishes a trust. Well, if it you think about like... it. <laughs> okay, so let's say we're establishing a private trust, okay? The settler or the grantor of that trust is giving specific instructions to the trustee to fulfill the settler or grantor's wishes, okay? And those wishes are to benefit the beneficiary, okay? And they give them all the, the rules that they are, you know, that the trustee is required to follow. Now, there is nothing uh, that stops a, uh, a trustee from taking their property and entering it into that trust for the same, or for the same beneficiaries if they so choose. Okay? So uh, a perfect example would be a husband and wife. You know, the, the beneficiaries are, are the kids between them. Okay? Now, the husband may have a certain set of rules and, and, and his specific property that he's putting into the trust. Uh, and then the wife would have her property. You know, she may have jewelry or, or her vehicle or, you know, maybe a, a business that she started. And she puts those into trust for the benefit of the children who are the beneficiaries. So, you know, their, their interest is in benefiting the, the beneficiary. That's what the grantor or the settler's uh, vested interest is in. Okay, the well-being of their uh, of their children and their grandchildren and grandchildren's children. Okay, so that's their interest in setting up a trust. Okay, the, uh, don't think for a second that the founding fathers, okay, didn't have some ulterior motives. Okay, gaining control of the assets of the planet. Okay, because this is commerce here. It's not the it's not any different in any other country that has that is um, you know that you would be considering 
uh, under UCC codes, uh, international, uh, the law merchant, you know, uh, the laws of contracts. These, you know, these things are happening all over in every country that, you know, they're, they're yeah, administrated I, a little I, different. I, I just don't know how they have the right to do that in the first place. They have no vested interest in, in any of us to begin with unless we grant it to them. I don't think yes. they have a right to do this. I, I just don't see it, you know. I can see if you have, like, you own a house, you own a car, and you put that in, in a, into a trust. You're, you're the one that owns it, and you're putting into the trust. Well, they don't own us, you know, from the out, from the outset. Well, that's know. where I, the joinder to the birth certificate as it being you you could not you could not have created a single piece of identification for yourself without the birth certificate but they okay? didn't tell anybody you know, they, when they did that when they did that they didn't tell they didn't tell anybody you know when they so had to sign what's well, disclosure so what i mean it's uh, fraud so that's breaches that's a breach yes that's a fraud that's coercion yeah. that's right. non full disclosure everything that this would void out the contract Yes, everything right. that would void out the contract is there and present as evidence. Absolutely. So that's why, you know, knowing this, and you walk in there, you're already knowing right up front that there's a fraud being committed. Okay? Uh -huh. let, let them, you could even let them play for a few minutes. I'm going to put my trust in this judge. Okay? This person calling themselves judge. Okay? And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give them custody of the legal person, okay, to act on in, in my beneficial interest. And then if he doesn't do it, I'm going to collapse the trust on his head and hold him uh, fiduciary responsibility and collapse the trust and demand that uh, anything that the, that the public is holding uh, that belongs to me, uh, all of my equitable rights need to be um, fulfilled at that point. So knowing that ahead of time, you know, that there's already a fraud going on, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt because you don't want to just scream fraud, okay? Let them, they're going to commit the fraud regardless because that's what they've been trained to do, okay? When, 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 when prosecutors are telling you that, uh, you know, that you're bound to them by social contracts that you know are, uh, you know, a fiction to begin with and don't exist, uh, you know, somebody's trying to pull the wool over your eyes, okay? But it makes it that much nicer when you can go in and say, listen, I even gave you the benefit of the doubt and you still ruled against me. Now you're going to, you know, give me my remedy. I have equitable remedy against you as a trustee, and you're talking directly to the one you made your trustee or the trustee over the beneficial interest in the estate. Yeah, I just wonder if we're opting out of something that we we shouldn't have to opt out. We should have never, you know, if it's a fraud in the first place, why should we have to opt out of something that's a fraud? But anyway, that's my thoughts. But I do have another question. Sure. Um, What's your question? <laughs> I have heard that judges get paid and I'm kind of sketchy on this, you know, I, I've just seen bits and pieces, but they get paid from your, like when you, if you go into court and there's a, and you, and they, you end up having to pay something, 
something about the judges get paid out of your uh, trust or your bond or something like that. I don't know. Um, maybe I maybe I need to research. The, they're getting paid out of the corpus of the trust that is was set aside for you as a beneficiary and your beneficial interest, which is that birth certificate, uh, UB, uh, UBI. It's it's a unit of beneficial interest. Okay, it is a negotiable instrument. Okay. And it's open in the public, where it should be in the private, okay, in a, you know, in, in safekeeping, away from these public, you know, uh, false trustees, okay? Because, you know, once you have it, there's no, there's no way you're going to uh, be able to see all the things that have been set aside for you over the years and what they've, you know, scooted out the back door, okay? Um, but they're all liable, Collectively and separately, okay? I think I posted something on, on, online today about that as well. Um, if there's multiple trustees in the trust, um, you know, in the case of a breach of trust, they're all liable. Every single one of them is liable to, to pay back and make you whole as the beneficiary as to what you've lost because of their breach. Could I add something in here real quick? Absolutely. Uh, um, you know, talking about the funds and, and everything with judges, if you look up uh, the, the court registry investment system, I believe it is, Chris, um, that, that, it, it takes some digging, but you can find some info there on, too, on how the money works. Yeah, I, I want to know, I guess I don't, my question is, is there a lot more to this? And um, I, I just want to know more about it. Uh, I don't know if it's worth a whole talking session or something like that, but um, I, I do want to public fund. Look into the public fund. You know, it's a it's um <laughs> it's a very uh, thinly devi- uh, defined fund. Okay, and can be used for just about anything. Okay, um, uh-huh. you know. Uh, not just like works projects or, or, you know, tickets are not being paid and going directly to fixing all the roads, okay? It goes in a general fund, okay? So that the state can use it at their will however they want, okay? Which, again, um, there's been major breaches of trust across the entire system. There's major fraud. There's ma- major corruption. Look in the newspaper in any state, any city, doesn't matter. Uh, I look in this garbage rag they call a newspaper here in, in Missoula, okay, and they're talking about, oh, $2 million for this park to be refurbished. You know, um, they built a bridge uh, for bicycles over uh, Four Lane Road, okay. There was a huge, you know, uh, walkway with lights, you know, where you can hit the button and wait to walk across. Uh, they built this ridiculous bridge that nobody ever uses. And I think it, it was like 18 or $19 million that, they, that this bridge cost, okay? Um, <laughs> it, it could have been built a lot better for, you know, uh, 1% of that price probably. But, it, you know, it was a waste of the, uh, of the people's money, the taxpayers' money, okay? And they have these projects all over the place. They don't need a new jail, but they're building a new jail. The police don't need a new... Uh, police, you know, uh, a, a new police station, but they're building one anyway, you know. Um, 
they're using these funds. They're, you know, giving contracts to family and friends, and they're benefiting people uh, illegally <laughs> with the with the people with your money. Okay, and that and that's happening in every city and every state. Look in any newspaper any day of the week, and you'll see you know public projects that are being spent on your dime. You know, and a lot of the times, if you were to really dig into them, uh, look who's getting the contracts, and then you know, dissect the parties, you could probably, you know, find, uh, you know, the, that politician's cousin's brother owns the construction company or, you know, uh, the uh, estate auction that they're, you know, that, that the uh, the uh, county administrator is doing, okay, wasn't put out in the paper the right way, and only a dozen of his friends showed up for the auction. <laughs> you know, right. so so the, the, this is happening everywhere, all over the country, all the time. It, it is so corrupt and so horrible because nobody knew how to hold anybody accountable for anything as the public servant or the public trustee. If, if they're public trustees, okay, then this is trust law, okay? It's trust law. And beneficiaries, who who's supposed to benefit? The public, the people the ones who entrusted them in the first place, okay? They're supposed to benefit. And most of us are not benefiting from the relationship. Therefore, there's, uh, uh, you know, an antitrust issue and absolute reason, absolute evidence uh, for an action to collapse that trust. Yeah. But we we only each individually have a, you know... It would be almost impossible to do on a grand scale unless enough people woke up and said, I'm collapsing my piece of the trust. I no longer trust you. And walk away and do your business in private, you know. If if enough people did that, the whole thing would shut down or at least get down to a manageable point, which personally I believe is (laughs) an impossibility, you know. When you put power in other people's hands, uh, you know, power and ultimate power corrupts, you know. Hope I answered your question. Linda, you still there? Is anybody there? Can you hear me, guys? Did I lose my signal again? I can hear you, David. Oh, I'm good. here. Okay. I'm um, <laughs> I'm walking around the house as as I'm listening. No problem. I just wanted to make sure that you guys could hear me and that I didn't lose my signal again or get bumped from the call. So, yeah. <laughs> glad you're all still here. <laughs> all right. So I was th- I was thinking about uh, maybe doing some role playing tonight, and um, you know, uh, if, if there's a, a situation that you're in, um, you know, uh, maybe put me in that role and and play the part of judge or prosecutor, or you know, um, uh, guardian. There's there's many <laughs> you know many places where people claim authority over you, um, you know, or, or try to exercise authority over you. So um, I definitely uh, I would do play. That. I'm just, um, I, I, I just. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And, uh, I was going to say, I definitely want to role play. I just spilt a whole glass of lemonade. I'm trying to clean it up and then I want to get, get back on the call. No problem. We'll be, I'll be doing this for a little bit. So um, okay. basically, um, 
the, the role play I'd like to do is is uh, if if you can think of a, a of a person that that has tried to exercise authority over you, um, uh, that you'd play you'd play that person, and I would play uh, you know the uh, innocent victim of that person. <laughs> so basically, I I'll play the 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 one who authority is trying to be exercised on. Okay. So if, if anybody uh, has a situation where um, somebody had tried to exercise authority over you, um, you can be that person, and uh, let's let I, I'll try to explain or question that authority uh, to overcome it and and hopefully uh, dispel that authority. Is there anybody who wants to play? <laughs> I do. All right. Let's give it a shot. Who uh, who, who is it that uh, tried to exercise authority over you? Um, the police. Okay. All right. So right now uh, you're the police. How how are you going to exercise your authority over me? Okay. Uh, hold on, because uh, sorry, I just need to. That's okay. Because I was, like I said, I was just, uh, <laughs> got my hand all dirty. Um, so let me see. Well. Did you get um, pulled over or right. how, how did they come in contact with you? Pulling me over. Pulled you Pulling over me driving. Over, okay. asking me for my, yeah, I didn't do anything. My taillight, my taillight was out around my driver, my um, license plate. Okay. And so I'm pulling you over because your light is out around your license plate. Do you have license registration? Oh, I thank you for letting me know. I'll get that fixed. Um, ma'am, license and registration. Uh, what makes you believe that uh, this property is uh, under the legal authority of the state? Ma'am, ma'am, I need a license and registration. <laughs> I guess What's I'm not that? too good at this. I said I guess I'm not too good at this. I'm just saying, ma'am, license and registration, please. I need your license. Do you have a license? Well, uh, are you asking if I need if I have permission to travel down the road? Hmm. Is that what you're asking? Um Hmm, I don't who's, know who's to... permission? Whose permission do I need? Okay, you got me. I don't know what I would say if I was a cop. I guess I'm the easy side of this because it would be, uh, <laughs> you know, most people are on, on, on this end. You know, um, I'd, I'd like to, you know, have you, um, I know it's hard to play a role that is just it, it was uncomfortable for me to be a cop. Uh, yeah. I would just not feel like, you know, uh, being a tax collector. It's, it's, it's not a good place to be. But, um, you know, uh, a, lot of, a lot of you have gone through things that, uh, you know, where, where people uh, tried to exercise authority over you, and uh, you never questioned it, you know. Okay. Right. You know, most people, the, the cop pulls up, 
Geo Fund says license and registration, and you already got it in your hand, ready to give it away. You know, you're, right. you're already giving into and not only giving into it, but you're you're upholding their authority. You're upholding their authority over you. Right. You're not questioning right. why they're there. You know. Exactly. Does anybody else have a, a, a situation that, that somebody's tried to um, exercise authority over you and, and uh, you know, you, you've either uh, given in to it or, um, you know, you, you are able to get out from under it? No. Well. <laughs> all right, how about if we do another one? Okay. Um, all right, I'm in court, and they know, okay, I'm in court, I'm out on bond, but I've been exercising my right, and I didn't show up to court, and I'm out on bond, and they got me, and I'm standing in front of the judge, and... I refuse to get fingerprinted. I refuse to get a mug shot. And they're trying to say um, that I need to get a license. Um, uh, why didn't you come? Why did you miss court? Uh, do you realize you're or you're facing three years in jail? I don't understand any of this. I don't understand a word you're saying. Um, where well, do you, you get the authority to tell me that I have to have uh, these things that you're, you're asking me about? Well, um, you had your friend bond you out of jail, so you're out on bond, and you were supposed to be yeah, here, and you did not yeah. come to court. Are, are you assuming that I wasn't under duress and threat of force? Ah. Okay. That I wasn't coerced into into doing that so that I can basically be free? Right. I like that. Who, 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 who are you saying that you are to me? Who who are you right. in the, who are you in, in, in this uh you know, in this scenario here that we're dealing with? Uh from what I, I understand this is an administrative <laughs> hearing. Uh, oh, you excuse me? I am your judge. Wow, that's a fantastic claim. Where's your evidence? Can you prove that you're my judge? Well, I'm sitting here in this court, and you're in my courtroom. I am your judge, and I'm asking <laughs> you a question, and I want you to answer me. Uh, again, uh, are you assuming that I'm not here under duress and threat of force? Hmm. Okay. You know, like uh, now you made you made a claim that you are my judge. Uh, I need you to prove that. Uh, just because I am here doesn't prove that you are my judge. Okay, regardless of whether or not I am here. Uh, if I wasn't here, are you still my judge? Right. Now, if if you're making that claim that you're my judge, I'm going to need to see some evidence. Uh, what can you show me to prove that you're my judge? Let's see. Hmm. Can you walk on water? <laughs> That's not the response I got when I said that. <laughs> Talk about getting angry. Um, you know, 
But uh, how about, you know, how about, uh, let's see, oh, that lady over there in the corner, she, she's walking with a cane. Can you fix her limp? <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. What else? Let's see. Let's see. Can you make the sun go down? Or, you know, can you make it rain? Right. You know, these, you know show me some proof. What proof are you going to bring? You're my judge. We have a contract together. Is there a trust relationship that's going on here? Please mm. enlighten me. Tell me what it is that makes you my judge. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm questioning you. I like that. I'm not, I'm not being contemptuous. I'm not being contemptuous. Um, and what was I when, I when I said that in court, okay, I wasn't held in contempt. Because all I was doing was asking for... I was asking questions and then asking for proof of any claims that were made as a result of those questions. Right. So the burden of proof is still on them. They make the claim time to, you know, time to prove it. Right. You know, and that's a huge claim. When somebody claims that they're your judge, that means they're your God. They're God over you. Okay. They're trying to play God over you. And, yep. and, and if that was the position of trust, okay, because in a, in a private trust, the trustee is God over the assets of the trust, okay? In, in, in the public trust, the trustee is, you know, God over the assets of the trust, but not over you're not an asset of the trust. Your birth certificate might be, Okay. It is a beneficial, interesting asset in the trust, which makes it negotiable, which makes it an asset of the trust. They do have uh, control over, okay? They have control over the benefit, uh, or the, um, the corpus of the trust and, and uh, the jurisdiction, the authority over the trust or the trust assets, okay? So... You know, they, they should be able to come back and at least say, hey, you know, we've got a contract with you here. You filled out an application for a driver's license, and it gave you, you know, gave us the, the authority to do this to you, okay? Uh, and then you and then you think a second and go, wow, you know, if I knew all that, I never would have given you my stuff, you know? I never right. would have applied to have you take my property, right. you know? Uh, you know, and if it wasn't for that cop pulling me over, even though I didn't have your tag on the back, claiming that, you know, uh, that, that he's a trustee over my property, you know, without any evidence or proof. And then he brought me and put me in a cage because, you know, he's still presuming and assuming things that have not been proven or were rebutted. You know, they continue to act as if they have authority even after it's been, you know, uh, expressed that they, you know, they don't trust them, or that they violated the trust relationship in some way. Okay, which is just furthering the fraud. Right. It's just furthering the fraud. So, uh, how how was that one? That interaction was a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> We'll continue to try, and, and I'm glad you did that. You know, don't don't hold back because um, they don't. They'll continue to right. try and flip the switch, you know, flip the script on you, and put you back into that trustee position, make you the fiduciary, the one responsible 
to the trust, to the public trust. I got no responsibility to the public trust. I didn't sign on as an employee. Okay? They did. <laughs> okay? Which made them trustees. And if they're untrustworthy, they should not be there. And if they're all untrustworthy, you have every right to collapse the trust and take back everything that they have a plus interest, uh, compound interest, in everything that they've taken from you since birth and anything that your parents prior left you. Same now, thing with a private trust. Go ahead, I'm sorry. When a parent, when a parent passes, is there a way to, to collect on that? From the public side? Um, either public or private, like, you know, like, you know how she, like she had a trust in her name and being that she's gone, is there any way I can inherit her trust? Her, her trust assets absolutely should be a way to do so. Again, it's, it's recognizing that what's going on is a public trust. Um, you know, if you're holding on to her beneficial, in, you know, her unit of beneficial, interest, if you've got her social, uh, I mean, if you have her birth certificate, Sure, because you're still holding the unit. You know, it's like finding your bond. You know, 30 years down the road that matured, and 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 you find it in your pocket. You know, in in a, in a uh, file. You know, it's still good. You can still go and collect. You know, mature bond. So yeah, there should be absolutely as long as you've got uh, physical um, possession of the UBI, this birth certificate, and have actual claim to it because you can prove you know, um, secession. Right. Okay. You know, you're claiming that was my mom, you know, so anything that she had that has, you know, what happens, and again, this, this folds over into probate, okay? There is a community administrator or a county administrator, um, you know, that's very willing to go and stand up and be the administrator over somebody who passes away that nobody claims anything from. Right. So they're going to do it. They're going to do it. You know, so if you have the death certificate and the UBI that shows, you know, what happened, or her birth, you know, her birth certificate, yeah, sure, absolutely you should be able to put in the claim. Okay. Now, it's, it may not be that easy, okay, but yeah, you would, I would go to, I would do it through you know, through probate court, um, you know, and, and I would suggest that, uh, you know, and, and that you're moving on, on the grounds of fraud because nobody told you, you know, that, that you had this beneficial interest and you found out on your own, you know. Oh, you had to go okay. and research and find out on your own. So who took it in the meantime? Who's, who, who's benefiting from that now? You know, ah. if there's a trustee benefiting from that now, that's who you want to go after. It does take some investigation, for sure. Yeah. You know, but there's somebody that's benefiting from it right now. You know? Anything that was in there, you know, they tell you, oh, if it's not there, if nobody claims it, 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 it goes to the state. Okay? And it's, it, they call it a state, but it's a, a state and a state, just like it would be your private estate, this is the public estate, okay? Mm. It is an estate, okay? 
It is you think a, it goes to my dad? An, an inheritable estate. I'm sorry? I wonder if my dad claimed it. Well, Do people normally you know, do that? I mean, when, when you retire, you get benefits. If you're unemployed, you can get benefits. You, you know, all these different things. When you die, you can get benefits from the state, and those are all because you have a unit, a unit of beneficial interest. If you didn't have that, you wouldn't be entitled to those benefits. Okay. If you don't have a Social Security number, you're not a party to the Social Security Trust. Nothing was taken out, so you receive nothing. You're not a party to it. Mm. You know, but if you have one, yes, then they've been taking and taking for years, and, and whatever they have in there, you're entitled to plus compounded interest. Okay. Okay. Yeah, those are those are all uh, uh, state assets, and you can show the secession of ownership or, or beneficial interest, not ownership, but the secession of beneficial interest. Succession, succession, yes. Next party. <laughs> with the beneficial interest, okay? So it's like a successor trustee, okay? When one trustee dies, the second one, uh, well, you know, if they become uh, incapable, that successor trustee would be the next trustee in line to uh, hold legal title for the estate. Oh, okay. So anybody else have any questions or a, 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 a situation where we could do some role play? Um, you know, I'll give you some for instances, uh, husband, wife, um, parent, child, um, anywhere that there are relationships where authority is implied, um, it could be the IRS, uh, coming at you. It could be, um, you know, the, the, uh, the county, the, or I'm sorry, the, the, the town or county, uh, tax assessor, it could be the um, building inspect, you know, the, the, the building department, any of these administrative um, offices that are, that are in, the, in the government, you know, anything, they, uh, business licenses where they're requiring you or, uh, to have a business license. Well, the only way they could require a business license is if you uh, chartered a business from them a C-Corp, an S-Corp, uh, LLC, LLP, uh, partnership, uh, statutory trust, any of these entities that are created under their statutes and charter, okay, um, are, are situations where they would come uh, with implied authority to tell you what you can and can't do. And those are every single one of those issues, every single one of those situations uh, is a questionable situation. Is it really true? Do I, you know, did I ever really trust these people? <laughs> you know, as a trustee, I mean, you know, I don't, as a beneficiary, I don't have to accept any benefits at all, especially if they're going to be uh, a burden to me. Okay, so I, if, if I'm inheriting an estate that um, is bankrupt and in major debt, I don't have to accept that estate. I don't need to accept that that that, uh, that debt. You know, I don't need to accept that as the beneficiary. The same way, the beneficiary does not need to um, accept the benefits in order for a trust to actually exist. Okay, because the settler can establish a trust with the trustee without ever telling the beneficiary that a trust exists. 
you know, and right. sometime after, you know, after the settler's dead and the trustee comes around and tries to find the beneficiaries, they find out that, hey, you know, you're, you're named as a beneficiary in this trust, and these are the benefits or, you know, uh, you know, and they're yours if you want them. You don't have to even accept them if you don't want them, you know. If, if the only thing in the trust is a beat-up old car that doesn't run and is, you know, got four flat tires, may not or may not want it, okay? But if that beat-up old car that has flat, four flat tires is worth, you know, a half a million dollars in the condition it's in, yeah, sure, I'll accept it. You know, it, it's not a burden to me. You know, if it's just a piece of junk, I'm going to, you know, it's going to cost me to get rid of it. Why should I accept it in the first place? Right. So... Yeah. So anybody, anybody have a, a situation where they they've uh, encountered somebody implying that they have authority over them in some way, shape, or form? They want to uh, role play their experience. Maybe they got to question that authority to get out from under it. See, if you rebut their authority. Okay, you're changing the the burden of proof. Okay, you don't have authority over me. Well, I just made a claim. Now I have to prove it, and that's what a lot of people in this, you know, uh, are, are doing. You know, as they're waking up, they go in and they go, "Hey, you don't have any authority over me to tell me what to do." Well, you just uh, made a claim. Now you've got to prove it. Now you've got to prove like it. I like that. Yes. Okay. So you don't want to. You don't want to rebut their authority okay it is a presumption they're presuming or assuming that they have authority over you that's that's a gimme they're 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 assuming that right off the bat but it's a false and most likely a false presumption okay and you would be better to question that presumption and have them blurt out you know that it's a joke their authority over you okay rather than trying to uh, rebut it and argue. If you're arguing, you're doing two things. You're, you're one, you're arguing before the, the, the uh, trustee there, okay? So you're already given the trustee jurisdiction over the subject matter, okay? Because you're arguing over the subject matter of the hearing. And two, you're giving them uh, the, um, uh, you're shifting the burden of proof to yourself. Okay, by arguing and rebutting. So I have to remember that when I'm calling the judge tomorrow. Yes. Ask asking why questions. they have not taken act. Yes, on that notice. Yes. You always frame your questions so that it is, you know. Um, or they have you know, to prove again, something. You, exactly. Well, they all, they all, the burden of proof is always on them. They're already making those claims. So that they have the burden of proof. Don't take it away from them. And, and bring it on right. yourself. Right. Okay? And, and the only way to, to do that without rebutting those is, is to question it. Okay? Question the authority. You're questioning, you know, uh, everything, everything about it you're going to question. Um, is this a trust? <laughs> you know? Is there a contract or is this a trust relationship uh, between the parties here in this, uh, you know, before this hearing? Uh, who are the parties? You know, who's the beneficiary, who's the, who's the trustee, and who was the, the grantor or settler? You know, you want to ask these questions. 
to get a, a, a legitimate factual picture of what's actually going on, not allowing them to uh, make presumptions and, and act in fiction, okay? Because uh, anything that's a presumption is, is a fiction. It's just presumed. You know, that's what yeah. I say. If you, you know, don't assume anything because it makes ass out of you and me, you know, because right. you can have right. false assumptions and false presumptions. Most of the time, their presumptions are wrong, you know, or false or have false motive, okay? They're trying to get money out of you. That's their only goal or control you in some way, okay, which is the same thing. Right. <laughs> you know, if they get $2,000 out of you, they're controlling your, you know, you know the, the fruits of your labor for however long it takes you to pay that. So you're yeah. literally a slave to them. They're creating, they're, they're putting you in the, in, the, in the position of debtor. Okay. Right. Well, in, in the public, again, if you're a debtor, then it's either by contract or by trust. And the only debtor in a trust is the trustee. Okay. Mm. They owe a debt to the beneficiary. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yep. And that's in the public or the private. Hmm. So, who do we have? Who do we have on the line tonight? Anybody have any questions? Or what's going on? Or want to uh, want to role play a little bit of your situation? This is uh, How to Win in Court Without a Liar. I'm Dave Horowitz, and uh, <clears throat> I'm hopefully answering your questions tonight. <laughs> um, and I am happy to, to answer your questions. And help you out if you have a specific case that you are dealing with. Uh, if you have any questions that might help, you know that uh, that you need answered that might help you with your case. <laughs> Excuse me, I'd be happy to answer those questions as well. It's um, a third hour, so um, if there's anybody that has specific, you know, questions that are not specific to the topic, feel free to uh, to ask those questions as well. Um, and hopefully I can help you to win in court without uh, having to deal with these uh, bar liars. Hey, this is Demetrius in Pennsylvania. Hey, Demetrius, how are you doing? Good. Uh, I was on your last call. I have a situation that I didn't even think about going to court for and still don't have an idea or a thought about going to court for. I received a... Uh, bill for the county for a labor tax with okay. the name to stop my, my first and last name switched and the street address had an extra letter in it. And uh, although it's everything looks similar to my information with the street address, that is the name of the street in a different jurisdiction, not the city that I live in, but a neighboring township. And right. it's the name just switches for maybe 10 blocks for a part of the city that uh, I'm supposedly domiciled or, resi or residing in. But there's a last name was switched also. So the street, street name was spelled wrong. First and last name was switched. Uh, okay. when I so the presentment's there, got a ton of defects. Yes. So I took what okay. I had done is open it by accident. Didn't want to open it. Open it by accident very quickly. Then hopped in a car, went down to the county tax assessor's office or whatever it's called. Where am I supposed to go with it? Um, I think right. there's a company called uh, Berkheimer that handles it. Uh, 
A and private I, uh, company. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, they handle work for a couple of counties, my area out here in Pennsylvania. And okay. and I asked him, I said, uh, whose is this? And he said, Well, I don't know, who are you? I said, uh, here's a here's a license. They go, Oh, this is you. I said, Well, that's not me. And this is why I'm here. Um, what it boiled down to is they went into the system and I asked them to look it up, not by name first. I said by address. Because I'm sorry, before I went down there, I called two title companies and they said the address does not exist in the state that was on the presentment. Okay. Okay. Which I, which, which I already knew. But, sure. Um, so I asked them to look it up by address. It says uh, they can't find anything. I asked them to look up by the account number and that's what they found. And I said, do you have anything, anything else listed at that account number? Then I asked them to look it up by name, and they switched the name to match what's on the license that's issued. <laughs> so the account, what is the account for? What service do they provide, and, and what are they requesting from you? It's, a, it's just a $15 uh, employment tax to uh, to what is it, work in a separate county that I'm residing in. So but, they, they're charging? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's for tax. Uh, my, my point wow. is, what I'm trying to get at is, isn't that some type of disbursement? Does that create some other type of trust that might be tied to me? I'm just trying to avoid this altogether. But only thing, and I asked them, my request to them is, well, this is the original, and I'm not going to give it back to you. Right. Unless, unless you required me to, but I said, but for me to even make payment on, which I don't want to do, because it's I don't believe this is me. And I showed them ID, credit cards, uh, social security card. Said this is not me. This is what you guys mailed to me, and this address doesn't exist. So they updated the address as well as the name, but they won't give me an original presentment. It always says copy on it. Right, but do they have evidence that you worked in a in another county and you're being taxed fifteen dollars because of it? They're saying that the information <laughs> is coming from my company that's provided to the county. That that is what they're saying. Okay, so your company that you were working for at the time has a contract with these folks, a um, based on their charter. Okay, but that doesn't put you into contract with these people. You see what I'm saying? Okay, so if your employer has a contract to, to report because it is a statutory requirement in that state, okay, it's part of their being chartered. They have to ask uh, for your social. doesn't mean you have to give it to them, but they have to ask for it because if they don't, they can be fined under their state charter for their business. Okay? Well, Same thing with re reporting taxes. The social was wrong, too. So everything was wrong, then how could they, I'm, I'm why sorry. would they I'm change sorry. it? I made a mistake. The social was correct. When they switched the name to read my first name, uh, as my first name and as my last name, the social security number, I believe, came back. The last four came back correct. Only the last four were okay. straight. So under what grounds are you claiming that you do not owe this $15 to them? Or even I'm, better yet, on what grounds do they believe that they have the authority to get that $15 from you? 
taking that avenue, all I've got is that they're a contracted company, accounting okay. company, to, to present these bills. Uh, the other aspect is uh, I'm not really trying to make that claim. I'm more worried about another trust or alias or identification being made up and assumed to me as I would be somehow liable or responsible for it. I'd like to legally avoid that type of situation versus not even just not paying this 15 or whatever dollar tax. Right. You're a party to the public trust, okay, and that's what's due by, you know, by the legal person. Did it come in all capital letters? Was it a commercial Absolutely. document? Absolutely, yes. Okay, of course it is. So then they're, who, then who's the party that they're interested in? Yeah, the legal fiction, the right? The legal right. person. Right. The, 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 right. Yeah, they're, they're looking for the, the legal person. That's not you, okay? You may be in possession of the legal person, okay? And, again, you can set off this debt or, or discharge that debt from the private side. They're looking to discharge the debt from the public side, okay? Because that's like giving them a blank check, Okay. Yes, and they're that, not only looking to, to do it, uh, uh, you know, discharge it on the, on the public side, but they're also asking you to pay right. for it out of your pocket again, okay, instead of discharging it, which is what they're going to do uh, once you give them permission, okay. Um, they're going to do it twice. So they're going to double dip you if you paid for it. But the, they're, they're claiming that the legal person owes them this, this debt. Well, unless that legal person can... Uh, write their signature and act on their own, then, you know, the only way to, to get you, you know, to get payment for that is to tie it to somebody who can uh, act on its behalf because it's a fiction. It doesn't exist, just like any other corporation, okay? You can say, uh, you know, um, That's Barnes right. & Noble, okay? There is no Mr. or Mrs. Barnes & Noble. If I don't know how to address this correctly, that's where I'm going. Is they're probably going to put on late fees and assess, and then do a wage garnishment at the end of the year for that amount. Okay. So to again, you would want to notify them. Okay, you've notified them. You went in and notified them of the defects. So process, you know, there's a legit due process because there was all those defects. Okay. Now anybody who claims that you owe a debt. You want to ask them to validate it. Yes. You, you've got to ask, you know, you've got to send them notice that you need validation that this trust owes you money, um, you know, and that, uh, you know, that it was duly, you know, uh, approved by the trust. Okay? So you're asking them to validate that, show you the contract. That requires the, the, the debt be paid by the legal person. Okay? And then they've got 30 days to respond to you. Okay? Can I shorten that to 10 or 14 days? That's just a question that pops in my head. Or is it always 30 days minimum?
Dave. He may have gotten kicked off. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Um, any ideas from anyone else? <laughs> Other than validation? In addition to a validation? I, I, I'm mostly concerned about the, you know, different names that are out there that, that are created and so forth. But it may especially making sure that this doesn't actually get this other person's name I'm calling another person gets tied to my name so forth I was doing some other stuff could you just give a quick rundown again I received a presentment for a tax bill uh, with a name similar to mine the last and first name were switched and that was the first, but also one of the biggest red flags that came to mind. So uh, I took that bill down to uh, tax office, the accounting office that does the services for for this tax, this employee tax. And uh, they literally just switched the name of the system, and it came up as a different Social Security number, which happened to match my they said, here you go, this is what you owe. I said, I need an original document, which you're printing up and giving me as a copy. Um, so, but I, I'm worried about, you know, aliases being created or uh, different trusts, because I heard every time you go into court or you do certain types of things, you know, uh, a new trust is formed. So either a new trust, new name, and I don't want to get myself tied to this person, to this name, when my first and last name is switched. Other than, really, don't feel like double, uh, have allowing them to double dip, pay for this in this way. But I don't know the other processes at this point in time. You have any thoughts on the situation, other than, in addition to debt validation? You know, debt, debt validation can be good. I've, I've, I've used that quite a bit, uh, not so much with the IRS. Um, but, and, and it is the IRS coming after you? Uh, county. County, municipal county. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know, hey, I guys, don't want... I'm sorry about that. I, I got go. booted again. <laughs> It's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the weather tonight. Sorry about that. So, was it Demetrius? Yes, I'm still here. Howdy. Okay. Sorry, sorry about the interruption there. Um, so, where, so where were we here as far as uh, answering your question? We're going to uh, mention using a debt validation to prove that they Oh, the tax, keep the burden of proof on them. Um, yes. I was wondering if there was any other steps or and or to answer any of my concerns about them. I don't know if they're creating other trust for this or uh, could be... Well, when you send in a right? debt validation letter, I would send it with, with, with fairly strong language, well, concise language that basically that, uh, you know, that this is, you know, a... Uh, uh, 
This is an attempt to validate the debt that you're claiming is owed by the legal person, you know, all caps name, and uh, that this is no way uh, stating that that, uh, the debt is valid, but we're looking for um, evidence that a debt is owed to begin with, uh, therefore no no interest uh, or or anything else, you know, uh, no interest penalties or, or fees can be added uh, until it is established that a debt actually uh, is owed. You know, spell it all out, that you're not going to accept any penalties or anything else uh, in that debt validation letter until they prove their case. You know, where's the contract? Show me the contract. Show me if penalties are due. Show me the, what, you know, what you signed that, uh, that binds you to uh, this debt, you know? So as far as, uh, you know, being able, and again, you know, leaving the burden of proof on them. I hope, I hope that helps. I'm, I'm, I'm not real sure, you know, of all the details here, but um, if, if the county is operating, you know, basically as the state, uh, if they're not the original creditor, uh, then they need to be licensed as a debt collector. Oh, yes, absolutely. Especially, yeah, you're saying that this is a third-party corporation and not a government office. Exactly. Uh, they would have to show a That's contract really uh, between really them and, and the county. As yeah, well. and, and that, would, that still does not always validate it. Um, you know, if they're a third-party intervener, uh, then 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 they take the obligation upon themselves, and they can only hope to collect it, but you have no obligation to pay it. Yes, if they're a third-party debt collector, yes, just like a ticket. You know, as soon as you get fined for a ticket and you don't pay it that day, they send it off to a collection agency to collect it. Uh, you know, and um, those debts are usually sold to the collection agency for operating capital for the local, you know, uh, uh, municipal corporation. They're set. Right, they're sold right after they, you know, right after they, you know, you seen that gavel. <laughs> they, they they collect on that and then uh, also write it off on their taxes as a loss. Yes. Uh, yeah. Again, double dipping. Yep. Double dipping. And if they do take a payment after, I'm doing this right now for somebody right here uh, in town. They're having. Uh, issues with a third-party debt collector. I said, go back to the original parties and have them print you out a bill. And if there says that you know, if it says that you owe them a debt, then somebody somebody's lying. And they went and and uh, you know he went to to each of the three parties that this third-party collector okay. was trying to collect on, and in all three cases it was zero owed, zero debt owed. So he's got physical evidence, material evidence that shows that he has no debt owed to those people that this third-party interloper is claiming that they do, that he does yeah. have a, a, a debt to. <laughs> so they're bringing a, fraud, uh, a fraudulent claim into the court. And this is a big law firm. They handle a lot of stuff around here. <laughs> but, again, and, and they're, you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're, gonna go after, they're going after the easy targets, people who aren't going to argue. Yeah, you know, and, and they're arguing if that debt is sold, they're supposed to tell you that. Sure. Well, why wouldn't they offer you 
that selling price. Yeah. <laughs> you know, usually 10, 15, 20 cents on the dollar. You know, if they're willing to sell it off that cheap, then why didn't they offer you a discount to begin with? You might have, they might have gotten paid. And then there wouldn't be an issue before the court with a third party that has no contract, uh, you know, that you have no contractual obligation to. So, yeah, if you don't have a contract with a third party interloper or a third party collector, uh, don't even sweat it because they have to prove that there is uh, evidence of a contract between you. There's no trust. They can't claim that there was a trust there. They can't even construct a trust there. Okay, the court wouldn't be able to construct it as a trust arrangement, you know. So I wouldn't worry about the, it being them constructing a trust. It, it's more of a contractual thing. In your case, uh, Demetrius, that, uh, you know, they, they have to prove it by contract with your signature on it that, you know, you're a party to business with them. And, uh, you know, unless they have that, then, then you're a non-party. And so would your so would your legal fiction be a non-party because they can't do it, but it couldn't enter into contract without your help. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Is there any other questions you had? I'm starting to think that I'm getting clouded with uh, a lot of my miseducation. I guess I know this this particular accounting office handles all the counties tax houses for a few counties around here, whether it be uh, real estate tax, school tax, local tax, all that stuff. So, I mean, there might be, there, I'm, I'm assuming there's some kind of contract somewhere, either through employment or whatever the case may be for some of these things. So well, were you born in some documents be signed. No. No. Okay. Uh, but have you set up residency in Pennsylvania, signed, you know, applications for licenses or... Uh, yes, yes. License, residency, and employment, and what else did I think of? Uh, registered to vote one time, which I'm calling that an accident. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're assuming that you're a party to the public trust. You know, and again, you know, that can be collapsed as well, you know, in def as a defense, as a beneficiary, that is your defense to collapse the trust altogether. I don't trust your people. You're lying here. Uh, this, to me, would be a fraud, and I no, no longer trust you. We're collapsing the trust, um, and anything that you've taken, uh, you know, from my estate. In the meantime, I need paid back, you know, with interest. And you just send them notice. You know, there's, there, there are ways to do that as well to, to collapse that public trust. Again, the, the, the public trust is there. It was created. Um, you know, and they're holding you responsible for things that, that, that you've never agreed to. You've never agreed to be a party of. At best, again, at best, you are a you have a beneficial interest, not a fiduciary responsibility in the public trust. Unless you're an employee of the public, now you have a fiduciary responsibility. Okay, because then you become a public servant. And you, you, you are referring to a public position, like a uh, uh, civil servant, police officer, firefighter, judge, yep. clerk. Tax collector. Yep. Yeah, if, if a third party is contracting to do a specific thing for the trust, 
okay, mm-hmm. as a party to the trust, you know, they're not a party to the trust, but they work for the trust, then they have to have a contract that says so, okay? But it still doesn't change the fact that you are not the trustee with the fiduciary responsibility. You are, at best, the beneficiary. And if the benefits are a burden, you don't have to accept them. You don't have to accept them. Do you mention like the offset this? Did you do you have a a call or a website set up already? I don't know if you, last week you said you didn't have it set up just yet, but uh, no, the website's not set up yet. I'm uh, I'm I'm working on it. Uh, I need you know a little more support for the for the um, for the show uh, to get that going. This is this is my uh, my my sole source of income. So um, if the you know once I can and I'm hoping within the next you know 30 to 60 days have the uh, training site up and running um, you know and, and be able to get folks signed on uh, to a trust uh, course that we're establishing I uh, I'll mention it here now that uh, it's going to be about a six month intensive course college level course basically on how to set up uh, administer and defend your trust um, and, and there's <laughs> the information is um, there's a ton of information an absolute ton of information and it's going to take every bit of six months to absorb it um, there will be a, a minimum of two hours probably more once a week uh, where we'll do group um, you know group discussion question and answer um, you know, as part of the course as well. There'll be access to myself and uh, one other uh, person that I'm working with and possibly two other people uh, that I'm working with here as well that are very knowledgeable in in the area of trusts. So there'll definitely be somebody that, you know, that's available to talk and answer their question, you know, answer uh, anybody who is uh, part of the course uh, their questions pretty quickly to get back to them. So I, I will yeah. definitely be in on that, David. Sounds Stay great. Here. We look forward to having you. Yeah, absolutely. So is there is there anybody else that has any questions, um, either on the topic you know, that we've been talking about or, you know, if you have uh, questions that are not on topic, uh concerning your own case or questions that you might have on another topic? Say, David, the, the, the last caller, I didn't catch his name. I apologize for that. But um, if I, I'm, I'm willing to give out my name for Facebook or something. If he wants to contact me, I might be able to uh, uh, help him out a little bit. No guarantees. No, I'm not charging anything or do anything like that. Just, you know, sharing some information if, he, if, if nobody has an objection to that. I've got no objection to it, of course. Of course. Okay. Uh, Demetrius, I think that was pointed toward you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, are you on Facebook, Demetrius? Uh, no, I'm actually not on any social media. But uh, Oh, okay. Um, I can give you... I, I, yeah, I, I don't... I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly put my number out here. I'm, I'm, I, I don't have concerns about... Your number or email is fine. You know, you yeah. guys can yeah, contact each other... If if you got a, uh, a a pen and a piece of paper, Demetrius, um, 
my my email is chad c h a d cater c a t e r as in cater a dinner at hotmail dot com. So chad cater much. at hotmail dot com. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I've I've had a lot of success. Um, you know, governmental agencies are different, but if I heard everything correctly, basically there's a third party working for the government uh, that, that is trying to collect from you. So this is almost like your actual situation that you're dealing with now <laughs> with what yeah, you were talking yeah, about yeah. last week. Yeah. 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 Other, yeah. other than they're, they're going to try and take me to court probably, so, but that's fine too. But yeah, just, just shoot me an email. I'm really busy. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you as soon as I can, and then we can probably share, so, you know, phone numbers and everything, and, and, and talk more about it if you want. Yeah, that's I great. That. I'll do that later tonight. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. No problem. All right. So, is there anybody else here that, that that's got an uh, an issue they're dealing with in court, or has some questions that might, you know, uh, help you out with your case, or uh, help you to bring a case against uh, somebody that's wronged you in some way. Um, happy to take those questions. Boy, what a quiet crowd tonight. <laughs> Linda, do you have any questions out there? Not quiet, just shy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no reason to be shy. Go ahead and ask away. Well, um, you have a private uh, trust with your land, correct? With your property. With my property, What do you do yes. about, yeah, with your car and stuff. What do you do about insurance? Do you have insurance on your property or your car? How, how do you, what do you do about that? I have a bond that I can offset it against. Um, what, how is a bond different from insurance? Uh, it's not much different at all. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it actually is an insurance policy. You're going to have very specific things. Uh, a bond is more like an umbrella type policy. Uh, it's still insurance. You know, when you, you know, when you, when you go to court and they have you, uh, bond out of jail. Okay. It's an insurance policy that you're going to come back and finish with the hearings. Okay. Okay. That's a bond. Okay. That's what that is. It's an insurance policy. Um, you know, but it's uh, one, it, 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 I don't pay for it over and over and over again. A bond you pay for, and that's it. Okay, and it's good. Oh, okay. What, so what, what if what? you get in an accident and uh, they say that uh, the it, it's more than the bond? I'm sorry, it's more than the bond? Well, because yeah. the pro- each, each of my, each major asset that I have has its own trust. It's, it's the only asset or uh, corpus in its own trust. The best they'll get is the vehicle. Okay? Uh-huh. And if it's wrecked, okay. if it's wrecked, that's what they got. That's what they have access to. There's nothing else there. It's trust property. The trust owns it. With ownership comes responsibility. But if it's the only mm-hmm. thing in so if you um, have to use that bond for something, for an accident or whatever, do you have to renew that bond, get another bond after you use that, or how does that work? Or do they raise your premiums? 
how that works. I mean, you have to like, you know, buy another bond if you use that one up. See what I'm saying? I think David may have gotten cut off again. Oh, okay. Um, I, 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 I don't have a whole... I don't have a whole, um, but one mm -hmm. thing to realize when you're dealing with an insurance company, um, hey even guys, even I'm, I'm very sorry to keep getting bounced tonight. This is uh, a little abnormal, but I think we're getting some bad weather. I'm sorry about that. Chad, were you helping? Okay. Uh, were you helping answer that question? Well, I I, I was just I, I was just saying a little bit. Um, and I'm not real knowledgeable on this, but basically what, what an insurance company does when you buy insurance is they, they charge you more and then they take out a bond. And then, you know, so it's just another way for them to make more money off of basically doing the same thing. Um, so, and I, I do believe to answer your question, and I can't say this with certainty, but from what I understand, once it, and it's going to depend upon the bond you have, um, but once you have used that bond, yes, you do need to get a new bond. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. Yes, yes and no on that, Chad. Yes and no, depending, okay. you know, if it's maxed out or not. If it's maxed out, oh, yes. Okay. If it's okay. maxed out, yes. But let's say the damages to the car are, um, you know, it's not going to pay damages to, um, well, it may, again, it can. So it'll pay the damages on the car, any damages or injuries to you, okay? So if you go to the hospital and there's an emergency room bill and, you know, whatever the hospital bill is and the, uh, to repair your car, it's to make you whole. It's not to make you rich, okay? Uh, my, the bond is there to make you whole. So it's not going to be paying, you know, you can't say that, you know, now if you have missed work for a couple of weeks because of it, yes, that's that, that's legitimate claim and can be uh, offset by the bond, okay? So you wouldn't lose, you know, it's to make you whole, not to make you rich, if that makes sense. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Where the insurance, you can sue to the mass of the insurance. Okay. In the bond, it's got to be specific. Uh, the damages have got to be specific and real, not not. Um, you know, uh, there, there's no um, no. What is the word I'm looking for? Uh, Who's this? What's that? Who is this? Who's who's what? <laughs> I think it's David. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> having an old timer's moment here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy who has the radio show. <laughs> <laughs> who keeps getting cut off by my service? So, <laughs> um, so yes, the the bond is there and can be pay, you know can pay. Um, actual damages, actual damages. Okay. Okay. So if I've got a million dollar bond and and you have thirty thousand dollars in damages, I can offset it by the bond. Okay. It's not discharging my bond. Okay. The bond is not utilized in full. There's still plenty there in case you know. So I would not need a, uh, to set up another bond. But if the bond was for say, you know, fifty thousand, and I 
you know, you have 50000 in damages. Once that bond is, is utilized, the entire amount, then I would have to, to get another or, you know, issue another bond. Now, is that how much you um, have paid for the bond, $50,000? No, not it? even close. Not even close. Okay. Uh, there are surety bond companies out there. You can get a million-dollar bond for about 500 bucks. Oh, Wow. That's okay. exactly what I heard. Yeah, oh, I was wondering if uh, is, I also heard some people actually create their own bonds. Is that something that you do? Of course. Well, your word is your bond. You've heard that before, right? My word is my bond, and all that means is that you know, if 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 I do you harm, if I've you know caused some damage, I am going to be responsible to restore you to your uh, former state prior to you know, me coming into it. Okay, so if I run over your mailbox, um, you know, I pull over, I say, uh, I come to the door, I knock, I say, I ran over your mailbox. Let's go get you a new one, and I'll put it in and restore you to your former glory, you know. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's that's being responsible. <laughs> you know, and people don't, people go and buy insurance so that they don't have to be responsible. They set up, limited liability corporations so they don't have to be responsible, which is why a unincorporated business trust under common law is a much better, um, you know, a, a much better entity because it is built on trust and, and, and doing the right thing and being responsible, where having a limited liability corporation is trying to basically right off the, right off the bat shirk your responsibility. You know, you can have a, a, a defective product that kills people, okay, and be in a, a, in, in a corporation, a limited liability corporation, and the stockholders are not affected. The beneficiaries are not affected, okay? Um, you know, the owner, the management is not affected. They're under limited liability, okay? And all you can get is, you know, something from whatever insurance they had. You're not going to tip into their assets, or go after their personal homes, okay? Um, but that also gives you a whole other group of responsibilities as well, whatever your charter is, under statutory corporations. Uh, you don't have that issue on the private side. See, that's what I like about your show. You, it's like common law for dummies. So you explain everything <laughs> so that I, get, I understand it, you know, and... It, I, that's what I love about the show. You know, it's been so useful. <laughs> it really has been. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I've been studying this stuff for 30 years. So I, the one thing that, that I really do strive to do is make it easy. You know, people that just come in, you know, that, that, that have never heard this stuff before, at least they can understand it after, after listening for a little while. I, I don't, yeah. you know, there's, there's no reason to make it complicated, you know. If I don't trust you, we don't have a trust relationship. <laughs> you know, how much simpler can that get? You know, and it is. But I'll tell you right now, uh, if you look at books that are authoritative books on trusts and, and, and express trusts, uh, I just downloaded a treaty, uh, a treaty on, on, on uh, the law of trust. It's like four, 12 or 1,300 pages long, okay? It's huge. And there's two volumes, <laughs> okay, uh, to the same treaty. So there's, you know, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these uh, authoritative books on the subject are, are just tremendous. And, 
you know, it takes a lot to try and make them simple. Um, but the simpler you can make it, then you can look at the book and go, oh, my goodness, it'll all just pop out at you, you know, because the main premise is, is, is you already understand, you know. Yeah, but um, some people, you know, they, um, they don't have that gift of making it simple like you do. You oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I do try real hard. That's why. I mean, sometimes when I'm, uh, you know, when I'm rambling on a lot, I just want. I, I step back and check to see and make sure everybody's following, because uh, you know, I, I, I get that everybody doesn't, you know, uh, ha- have a lot of experience with the information. So I really do try to make it, you know, uh, simple for everybody to understand. Um, it shouldn't be hard. It, it really shouldn't be hard. Um, to get some sort of a remedy in a courtroom, you know, and and when you well, go into an administrative, hard. they, they, they make it hard. Well, they they make it impossible. They try to make it impossible. They try to make it, you know, again, so that you're playing the wrong role in the act that's going on. Okay, exactly. They try to put you into the trustee position and make you a fiduciary, you know, a fiduciary, somebody that you know has to pay, where. The beneficiary is just supposed to enjoy the benefits and not even accept those benefits if they're, if they're uh, you know, a burden. And, 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 those, and that's the choice of the beneficiary. But if you think that you go in there and, you know, that you believe that, you know, oh, I did something wrong. Yeah, I sped a little bit. I got to pay the 500 bucks, you know, or 200 bucks or whatever. You know, you just accepted, you know, to be joined as that legal person, Okay. Now you are acting as if you are the legal person, and you're just, you know, going with the flow, exactly what they're hoping, you know, which is why they don't teach you this stuff in school. They don't even teach you this stuff in law school. You have to specialize. You have to specialize in trust. Really? Yeah. Those those are elective courses. They're not, you know, they're not part of the main, uh, you know, uh, curriculum for, for a law degree. You know, they, they want you to chase ambulances and, and and or put you know, fill pockets for the for the public, and, and that's what they teach lawyers in these law schools these days. You know, uh, I've talked to lawyers that you know, uh, uh, defense attorneys. Uh, you know, they'll see me in court and go, "How in the hell did you do that?" It's it's you know, <laughs> I've never even seen these laws before that you're talking about. You know, so because you were you know specifically. Uh, trained not to see these things, you know. You, you were trained enough to keep the the fraud going, you know. Which is administrative law. That's what they're taught for administrative. administrative yeah, yeah. They're they're even taught administrative law, but you know, uh, you know, what are they administrating? They're administrating. They're administrating a trust, okay. But they're only doing the public side, and they're only teaching them enough to keep the, the, the illusion of this fraud going, of this trust going, okay? Because you and I know that there really is no trust between us and the government. They're going to push you into it, you know, forcefully if necessary, you know? That's yeah. not, trust isn't built on force. You know, it's built on love and care and, and, and concern for somebody other than yourself, you know? Why do these cops go, oh, it's just doing my job. I got to keep my job. I got to have my, you know, uh, you know, I got to need my benefits. My kids need to go to college. Yeah, so you'll steal from me 
you know, uh, you know, and, and act in an anti in antitrust uh, against the interests of the person that you're supposed to be protecting. You know, they they do that, but that's what we they've been taught their whole lives. It's a, it's an indoctrination for all of us. Most of us have been taught, you know, uh, you know, the, that the government is so, you know, um, righteous that they, they would never do this to us, you know. They wouldn't, they wouldn't defraud us or, or uh, coerce us or, or act against our, you know, best interests. And, and uh, I've never met a politician that didn't act in their own best interest, which is, you know, profiting from the trust, which is a, a breach of trust. They're not supposed to profit from the trust. Okay, they make a they make a salary. Okay, they get they get benefits from their job, but then they're you know they're getting the extra. They want the extra, so they don't tell you who you are. (laughs) It's up to us to figure out who we are, and walk in that authority. You know. You know how how does it ever get to this point? How did all this start? You know, if it was a trust, if it originally started legitimately looking out for the people, again, you know, uh, that's why I don't just set up trust for people anymore. I'll tell you why. It's because I'd set up a trust, uh, I'd do a full estate plan, and I'd charge, you know, $1,500, $1,800 per trust uh, that I set up. And let's say you have a house, uh, children, each of them get a, their own trust. Husband and wife get their own trust. Um, the, um, you got one for the house, one for each of the cars, uh, any other valuable assets, each have their own trust, okay? That gets expensive, okay? And you get a, a book of documents that you stuff in the drawer and have no idea what to do with. Okay. Right. That's mm-hmm. not that's not protection. If you don't know how to be an administrator, how to keep records, how to um, you know adjudicate trust business, um, how to how to keep minutes of you know trust meetings, uh, how to how to move assets in and out of the trust without commingling, uh, you know, as a trustee, um, the funds of the trust and your own. You know, um, how to be a good steward over the things that you're entrusted with. If you don't know that, if you don't know that, then the trust is worthless to you, okay? It's worthless to you, and it probably uh, is going to get you in trouble. And that's the position that they put you in in the public. They teach you absolutely nothing about administering the relationship between you and government, okay? So it's very easy to manipulate you and and, and, uh, defraud you. Because you didn't even know what was happening until you, you know, until you come across and go, oh, I thought I had constitutional protections. <laughs> and they go, ah, the Constitution, we don't, we don't acknowledge that in this administrative proceeding. And that, okay. that's what you're counting on. <laughs> I met you, you, of course. Uh, uh, you were talking about the same thing with a, a lady a couple weeks ago about, um, you know, you can't get a trust and, you know, stick it away and, and not know what, what it means. So. Sure. It won't do you any good. Yeah. It won't do you yeah. any good. You know, just to have the document, you know, that's like, uh, you know, having having a Bible and never opening the book to see what it says, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it just sits there and collects dust. 
you know, like they do in the courtroom. Where, you know, they never open that thing in the courtroom because it scares the heck out of them. You know, but they will make you place your hand on it and swear and oath. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And you're swearing on an oath on a book that tells you not to swear oaths. <laughs> but they won't tell so you that how, either. How does one go about learning all this? How to, you know, everything The same said. way that, that, that you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. Um, <laughs> just, just getting, a, you know, because it really is that much information. There's so much information mm-hmm. on trusts. Um, I was a financial planner 30 years ago, so I was very um, knowledgeable about uh, trusts um, and other, uh, you know, estate planning tools, uh, life insurance, stocks and bonds, mutual funds, you know, um, but, but, you know, statutory trusts as well, living trusts and, you know, um, when, when, you know, and a lot of folks see it on a daily basis with the public. So you'll recognize once you start learning about private trusts, the reflection in the public. You'll go, oh, so that's what they were doing, except they're doing it for their own benefit and not for mine. Okay? And, and so you'll, you'll, you'll recognize a lot of the material just by what you've seen every day um, through your life and dealing with the public. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you start um, – just like you would an investigation or, or, or research on any topic. Um, and we have tools like Google, and you can Google um, express trusts under common law, um, unincorporated business trust organizations, family bank trusts. Uh, you know, you just one word will take you down a rabbit hole of a ton of information, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just start digesting the information one bite at a time, you know, uh, feel free to reach out and ask questions. I'm, uh, you know, I do make myself available through Facebook, email, and on the phone, um, you know, to answer questions if you get stuck. Um, <coughs> good to have an old version and probably a new version, or, well, you can also get them online, um, to a couple of good law dictionaries, you know, that you can compare when you come across something that, that doesn't, you know, quite make sense to you, you know, um, and, and just, you know, literally do a focus, you know, keep your, keep your focus, because a lot of folks right now um, that I'm talking to are, um, are, are, are mixing up remedy, okay, um, okay. Secured party creditors and, and uh, you know, commercial remedy and all these different things. They'll all come into play in, the, in, when, in your study of a private trust because those, those remedies are still available in the private as well. Um, but, again, it's knowing how to administrate those remedies, okay, in the private and then just notify the public that, hey, this has already been adjudicated. Here's the, here's the minutes of, uh, of the adjudication. And, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, it's going to stand in that court. It cannot be re-adjudicated in the public if it's adjudicated already in the private. When you have an issue with your neighbor, okay, and your neighbor brings you to court, okay, but you, on the weekend, go knock on the door, have a six-pack, and, and, and discuss the issue, and work it out between yourselves, 
it's been adjudicated in the private. You, you're going to notify that the court is no longer needed for their services. Okay? It's already been handled in the private. Uh, I see this now, a lot of times. Go ahead. Oh, um, you had uh, either you or the person you're talking to a couple weeks ago um, had recommended a couple books on this. On trusts? I believe so, yeah. Called oh, uh, and other one. Yeah. Carl, Carlton Weiss is a great one to start with. It's short, sweet, and uh, it's only 70 pages, 69 pages long. Um, Oh, if you shoot me an email, I can get you that book. You know, I can get you a PDF of that book. Um, there I think are, it was called, one was called Passing the Buck, I think. Passing the Buck, there's two volumes. Uh, the first volume is like 40 bucks, and the second one is like 500 mm -hmm. oh, wow. uh, the first one, The first one tells you how and why you need a trust and need mm -hmm. to deal in, in trusts. And the second book tells you everything you need to know about trust. Well, not everything, but um, the, the the folks that wrote that book um, literally is the newest case that's gone through the Supreme Court and won against the Department of Justice. Um, won? On, on, on about 85 to 90 percent of uh, the, the uh, complaints that the Department of Justice had. Uh, were, uh -huh. were literally shut down uh, at the Supreme Court level. So their trust um, was attacked by the Department of Justice and mm -hmm. came out shiny on the other side. That's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. By the way, I was the one that was messaging you right before your show started. <laughs> oh, no problem. I saw, I saw it. I, I'm sorry I couldn't answer. I just hit the uh, thumbs up that I'd reach out to you afterward but <laughs> so good you have oh, yeah. you have access to me that way so again if you're going to study and you have I mean, you know and everybody should be uh looking at trusts as uh the foundation of all their other remedies that they've been studying and if you if you if, if you got a good foundation in trusts all these other things are going to you know um the, the real remedy in these other things is going to pop out at you eventually um mm -hmm. but it's all in in the <coughs> in the structure of the private trust. You know, you'll also understand what's going on in the public a lot better as well as you as you study trusts. Oh yeah, I've been learning that the last four years. Definitely, I wish I knew then what I know now. I mean, <laughs> we all do. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, boy. Absolutely, we all do. Yeah, and, and again, like I said, if you, you know, you, you have access to me. I'm, 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 I will answer questions if you, you know, from, you know, if somebody shoots me a message or an email, or um, if you are going to call me, I just ask that, uh, you know, you, you send me a text first because my, since I started this podcast, I've been getting, you know, on the phone six to eight hours a day, um, mm -hmm. you know. So if you reach out by text, I'll, you know, set a little time aside so you know that I can answer your questions. Yes, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So from some of the things you said, from some of the things you said, I was getting a sense, from some of the things that you said so far, I'm starting to get a sense that the difference, one of the major differences between a private trust and operating and administrating a private trust 
is that's private, and the difference between a secure party creditor is more of uh, public interactions. Yeah, well, a secure party creditor, you're a creditor, okay? You're a creditor. Well, if, if I've got six liens above your lien as a creditor, okay, the chances of you getting paid are slim to none, right? It's in, it's in secession. Whoever's, whoever puts the first lien gets first dibs on the assets in question, okay? Well, then, you know, uh, in private, I can... I can lean my own trust. I can lean my own properties. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the legal fiction, the legal person owns me 50 years worth of uh, blood, sweat, and tears. You know, uh, <laughs> they, they've been taking my entire life and all of your lives. So, you know, why wouldn't I have a lien against my legal person? Okay? They own me. Sounds like to me how secured party creditors set their stuff up. Yes, they do. Matter, and matter, and what I do in trust is I indenture my public, you know, my my legal fiction as a slave to the trust that I that I establish it in. It now is a slave to the trust, and it, anything that it makes, anything that it produces, is for the benefit of the beneficiaries of that trust. My kids, my kids, yeah. kids, 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 kids. You know, in perpetuity, it's it, it's. Uh, but I control it, okay. In the and public, they control it. So that way, all the resources stay to within the trust and to its beneficiaries. I'm, I'm sorry. Correct, correct. See, if you're dealing in, in secure party, you're still dealing in the courts. You're still trying to deal with you know the administrators of the public trust, okay? And they've got to still act as you know, uh, or at least have some semblance of acting for the benefit of the beneficiaries, <laughs> you know, and they'll protect themselves that way, you know, uh, immunity and all these things. Well, I was just trying to do, you know, my, my, my trustee duties, okay? But if they're committing fraud or breaching those duties, you know, um, <laughs> you know, you, can, you have equitable relief from a beneficiary standpoint, you know? Uh, against them for not doing their job that's owed to you. They owe a duty to the beneficiary. So if you're a secure party creditor, um, you know, you're really not secure. Um, you may be a, a secured party. I can secure a lien against somebody, you know. I could put a, a, a lien against somebody's home because they owe me money for putting a deck on the house, okay. I can I can put a lien out there. But it doesn't supersede the, the the mortgage lien and the second mortgage lien. Okay, those are, are are claims from other parties that were there first. So if if the assets were liquidated, they get paid first, and if there's anything left, I would be able to collect on my lien. Okay, you're still dealing with the courts. You're still dealing with commerce. You're still you're still being a party to commerce. You're still being of commerce created by commerce okay because if commerce wasn't there you you wouldn't have you wouldn't be a secure party creditor see i don't have to worry about it because i'm a man and you know if if there was no public i'd still be a man if there was no trust i'd still be a man okay my status as a man does not change okay now my status as a trustee or a beneficiary 
you know, I can, I can exercise multiple statuses for whatever reason I need from the private side, okay? Because there's no third-party interloper on the private side the way you uh, just consider a marriage license, okay? You and your, you know, your fiancé are about to go and get married and you go and ask the government per, for permission. Now you've just set up a corporate entity in, 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 in the institution of marriage, okay, that allows them, a third-party interloper, to have a say in what you can and can't do under your marriage contract, okay? Because it was them that gave you permission to be together, which is ridiculous. <laughs> you don't need them to tell you how, you know, how your marriage should be. A marriage is a contract between the parties, not the parties and the government. So there's none required. So why do people get them? You know, because they've been indoctrinated their whole lives that they need to. And they've already, you know, uh, indoctrinated most of the churches that are chartered under government corporate statutes, 5013C companies, you know, tax-exempt corporations underneath government charter. They're child corporations to the parent federal corporation. And as such, they're wards of the parent corporation. And as a secure party creditor, you are as well, okay? Because you're not private. You're still public. Is why a lot of po a lot of people that are you know in in the secure party creditor movement are are, are getting mixed results. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, because you're always acting from the public side. You're not private. You're not protected in there. You know, that's what I was thinking. That that is more public, and they're acting every everything they're doing still public seemingly. Uh, every every bit of it is in commerce. It's UCC, knowing yes. UCC code. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, commercial codes, <laughs> you know. And, and you're trying to figure out the computer code, which is your commercial code, okay. And if you really, really do not know that code, that code language, then, then you're really stuck. And there's so much of it to learn in UCC. I'm not saying that it's not a good thing to know. It's not... A, I'm not saying that it's not a good thing to know your enemy. It's, it's absolutely a good thing to know, you know, who may come against your trust, okay? Knowing their laws better than they do will serve you for sure, and it will serve your private trust, okay? But if you don't know it better than they do, you're, you're, you're you know, you're still messing in their, in the, in their uh, sandbox, you know? And they'll kick you out or, or kick you in the groin and throw you in a cage. Their arena, their rules. Yeah. Yeah. They have stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. They have stuff all over Facebook um, that just confuses me. It's like, well, this happened. What I do with this and this and. Uh. Yeah, I, me I, too. Yeah, I, I I answered somebody last week. You know, on a, that was on a, me. On a that was like post. me. That was you. Who said, "Should I claim?" That's all right. Should I claim? Uh, should I claim the, the state constitution as a state citizen or stay with the U.S. constitution? As a, you know, why would you prescribe to the public anything? Why would you register your private business with the public? You don't register anything. You notify. You notify. Okay? Registration, you have to apply for, and applying is begging. Okay? It's like pleading is begging. 
Okay, look it up uh, in the law dictionary and what it, the legal meaning is. It's begging. You're begging for permission. So why would you beg for permission in something that you own? Okay, why would I beg for permission to use my RV and be told how to use it uh, from somebody who isn't a party, unless I made them a party by registering my property? Uh, you know, and that and that's really what it comes down to is keeping things private. You know, how hard is it to say, you know, uh, somebody asks you a question or, or tries to imply they have authority over you, you know, who are you in my private business? Do we have a contract together? Is there some kind of a trust established between the two of us? You know, uh, <laughs> why should I, you know, expose my business to you? I don't, I'm under no obligation to do that. So why do people say, well, I need to fill out 56 and, you know, form 1040 and, you know, 1099 OIDs and all this other stuff? Why would you involve the IRS in your private affairs if you don't have to? You're not required to on the private, only on the public, which is why you indenture your public persona okay, your birth certificate, indenture it as a slave to the private trust that you control. Now you could administer just like the judge, but on the private side, and then notify them that it's already been adjudicated. There's no issue before the court. What does that mean? Did you mean, do a indenture? call on that already? Sorry. What's that? Your birth certificate. I'm sorry. What does it mean I, to, indent I'm, I'm, to indenture to indenture the birth certificate, what does that mean, the, the legal person? What does it mean as in, are you, I'm guessing. You're indenturing mean, them as a servant. They are a servant to the trust. They're, they exist for the sole purpose of, uh, to benefit the beneficiary. That's, their, that's the entirety of their existence. You know, under the public, you know, why everybody feels like slaves is because they are joining themselves to the slave of the public, the, the legal person, okay? You're joining yourself, oh, yeah, that's me when they call your name in court, okay? Instead of saying, I'm here and I have a beneficial, you know, I'm here with a beneficial interest, here's my beneficial interest, and the legal person that you're looking for is the defendant, and I'm going to trust you. Uh, Mr. Administrator there in the black robe to do the right thing by the trust to, uh, you know, to my beneficial interest. I'm not going to, you know, uh, join myself to it. I just literally separated myself by doing that. I am no longer now the legal person. There's a, there's a, there's a, a gap between us. We're not one and the same. We're not joined. Okay. What they're trying to do when they call your name is join you to the legal person as trustee of that legal person. And create an implied trust. Yes. Implied and constructive and, trusts, yes. yes. And then get jurisdiction too, correct? Correct. They, well, you know, when you go in there, you're supposedly innocent until proven guilty, right? <laughs> well, how, how is it that yeah. no evidence goes in the, no evidence? It's just an empty accusation. Okay, and then they railroad right through the process. Well, because once you join yourself to that legal fiction, they're not worried about who's going to pay for the bill because they know you're going to do it. Yep. 
So, so do you, you know. Do, <laughs> is there something that I need to do with my birth certificate, like get the original certificate? You wouldn't is have to have a, a you know an original or a certified original. Um, definitely wouldn't hurt. The, the 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 trick is when you indenture your legal person into a private trust, just like if you were to indenture your car into the private trust. Okay, once okay. it's in the trust, the trustee is entitled to legal and equitable title. Okay. Equitable title rests in the beneficiary, okay, but legal title rests on the trustee. Right now, the legal title, the authority to tell you what you can and can't do with your property, rests in the public. So if you were to take your car and let's say, you know, uh, my car was registered in Montana and I'm going to move back to New York, okay, I would tell, I'd go into the D Department of Motor Vehicles and tell them, I'm moving to a foreign state and need the legal title. Now, they won't tell you that you can, can do that, okay, because they will usually do that between, you know, on, on the, um, you know, in, in the back room. They'll send it yeah, right to the new doors. state. They'll send it right to the new state. But the new estate, your private estate, your private trust, is a legal uh, sorry, is a is a foreign estate to them, and legal title is is required to be transferred, especially if you're holding the bill of sale that you are now have the highest claim over that property, and that you're entering it into a private estate or a private state. They have to give you legal title. It is the right of the trustee to hold legal title. And, it, and, that, and that definitely can be enforced in their courtroom. Okay. So you want to be the beneficiary of the trust? I'm sorry? You, you don't want to be the trustee. You want to be the beneficiary, correct, right? You, you, you can hold all three titles so long as there are multiple, okay? So you can be the settler, okay, and at the same time be the trustee and not the beneficiary, okay? So you're holding two titles, grantor, settler, and trustee. Now you're in control. The beneficiary would be, you know, a child or somebody else. You can hold settler, trustee, and beneficiary so long as that there's multiple trustees or multiple beneficiaries, okay? You can't be the sole beneficiary, the only trustee, and the grantor, because there's no legitimate trust there. You're holding all the hats. Okay? At that point, it's lo literally a lodial title or a collapsed trust. Mm -hmm. Okay? When you're, when you're all three parties. Did that answer your question? Yes. Somewhat. I, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. <laughs> okay, so... If you, you can have multiple beneficiaries and still be a beneficiary and have beneficial use of the trust assets, okay, uh, and hold legal title in the trustee position, okay? But there would have to be more than one trustee and, more, and or more than one beneficiary. You can't hold them exclusively. Otherwise, you're only trusting yourself, okay, which means that you're the owner, that you're responsible, and you're a legit owner, 
a legitimate owner owns um, has, has legal and equitable title together, which would be your allodial title um, or a perfected title. Okay. I understand that. I know what that means. <laughs> when you go to do all this with your vehicle and your property, is that hard? I mean, do they give you a hard time? Are there some just like a slave that, running away? I'm sorry. What? Just like a slave, just like a runaway slave, they want you back because you ain't producing for them anymore. <laughs> Okay. So of course, they're going to try with everything they get. Yeah, they're, they're not going to make it easy. You got to fight for everything. Yes, which is why it's important to know how to administrate and defend your trust, um, or to bring action in, uh, in an offensive manner. Uh, you know, with the trust. That's why having a trust isn't going to do you a bit of good unless you know what you're doing with it. Okay. okay. Are there some things that? that <laughs> Are there some states that will not recognize this or will not do this? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Whatever the public okay. can do, you can do as well in the private. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest and difference I, between the administrator and the executor of a trust? An executor is usually the executor of a will, and that's more of a probate issue. Okay, you know, you're, if you're an executor, okay, um, think about it as you're the president, okay? You're, you can make executive decisions as to what's going to happen based on the will of the person who established it, okay? So uh, a will can be a trust. So the last will of somebody, they'll say, I want, you know, uh, when I die, I want my son to be the executor of my estate, and uh, this is what I want him to do with it, and the executor has to do um, the last wishes of the decedent's estate, you know, uh, the last wishes of the decedent themselves. So they would set up a will, okay, and tell, you know, they would, they would say who they would want as the executor or who, you know, who's their first choice, second choice, third choice. And um, because, again, you don't have to choose to be uh, a party, okay? Even though it was their will that you were, you can refuse the benefit of doing so um, or the, the burden of doing so. But an executor is uh, in charge of um, executing the last will and testament of a deceased person where a trustee is, you know, ongoing um, performing the, the, the will of the settler or grantor of the trust and what they want is done with the property. that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. it does. So when you hear folks going, well, I sent the court an executor letter and I'm the executor of this estate, you know, uh, they're assuming that the, whoever, whatever is being administrated is for a dead person. And it is. It's, the, the, you know, a dead entity in any of these corporate fiction, legal fiction um, uh, entities, corporations, all of them, uh, you know, soulless entities. <laughs> legal fiction. I love that. 
I love that word. I never heard that before you said that. And, and it's so really? That makes look so up, much look sense. it up. Look up the legal definition of a legal fiction. That's a, that's a nice rabbit hole to look down. Talk about getting your eyes open. Uh, legal fictions are all over the place. They're used as a convenience. <laughs> they, they're, they are presumptions that need to be rebutted and questioned, which goes back to the beginning of the show. You know, um, a legal fiction is somebody trying to exercise authority over you. Okay, they're presuming that they have authority over you. And it's up to you to question it. Right, which they don't want you to do. No, of course not. They get very angry. <laughs> you they know, do. I, I tell the they judges. That, yeah, <laughs> I always tell the judge. I have a judge here that, that she's seen me many times, and she knows when I come in the courtroom that, you know, we're, we're discussing authority. Uh, she says, well, you're not going <laughs> to challenge my authority. I said, well, you know, you may have authority over people in this room, maybe even people in the building or even out on the street. But what makes you think you have authority over me? I just questioned it. Wow. Now, she, actually <laughs> she, said she can say, well, I do or I don't, but either way she's making a claim and she has the burden or they have the burden of proof. That's, that's what you mentioned earlier. Having questions mm -hmm. where the burden of proof stays on them, make them yes. make a claim. I'm sorry, I just wanted yep. to say that because no, absolutely, it's it's good. I'm glad. Um, you know, if if you rebut it, the burden switches to you. Uh, if you argue, <laughs> the, the the jurisdiction uh, has just been you know cemented uh, until until you re, you know until you readjust it. Um, but, you know, the more you the, the more you learn, the less you have to do that. I just found your website with the podcast of your previous calls, and there's one that uh, uh, something about presumptions or rebutting the presumptions. So I'm going to assume that has to do with a lot of notices versus uh, verbal rebutting and arguing. Yes, yes, you're notifying. Yeah, and again, again, from working from an administrative perspective from the private, you send notice of the adjudication that you adjudicated privately. Maybe a copy of the minutes that shows, hey, this is what we discussed in our administrative meeting, and this is the decision we came to, and you send them notice of that. There is no issue before the court. It's been adjudicated privately. Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> I can't wait to do that someday. <laughs> I really can't. That must really it, it really has that. to do with knowing who you are and who you're not. And, and, and refusing to take on a, a role that, 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 one, you don't feel comfortable in, or one that's oppressive to you, one that's a hardship. Why would you take on a role that's a hardship? Why would you want to be the beneficiary of something that you've got to pay to get rid of? You know, it makes no sense. And there's no requirement that says you have to. <laughs> yep, you're so right. I am that I am. <laughs> and, and, and nobody could tell you any different. You decide who I I always tell them, you know, are you telling me who I am or can I decide for myself who I am? <laughs> you know? No, I'm not a piece of paper that's been signed by some politician. Sorry. You know? Uh, not uh, uh, You're not joining me to that mess. And, and, you know. Yeah, they really do get upset with stuff like that, don't they? <laughs> well, it's not, you know, the better you know it, the more you can have fun with it, and you're, you're not, you know, you're not a, um, a threat. 
You're not trying to be a threat. You do it with funny, you know, laughter and, 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 and humor and, and, and logic. Um, I had a guy, um, I, I don't know if I told the story in one of the previous shows, but um, about five or six years ago, I went across the country in my RV, drove down to um, Vegas for Father's Day. My kids were there. Two of my kids were there. And um, one of them was moving back to New York. And it was my mother's birthday. So we, we, you know, we went across the country, my oldest son and I, in the RV, and pulled over a few times. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, they don't like my pri- they don't like my private par- uh, property, no trespassing plate. Um, <laughs> what two hundred, two hundred, every five minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, but I, but I was in New York, and my, I was parked in a in a um, in a strip mall parking lot. And friends of mine, you know, own businesses there. And I was there overnight, and I literally was looking to get a, uh, a light, a, a brake light for the RV. But the owner of the, the lot um, was there mowing the lawn, I guess, you know, the strip mall owner. He was mowing the lawns, and some lady saw a drip coming off of the bottom of my RV and complained to him, told, her, told him that, he, you know, that she was going to call the EPA if he didn't call the cops. So the cops came, and I went, you know, uh, I got a phone call. I was fishing, and they, um, my friend who was in the pizza place said, Dave, there are cops all around your RV. I said, all right, I'll be back in about 10 minutes. And now there's a crowd of people because they know what I'm going to do. My brother was there, and he's, he's telling me, I'm going to go across the street because every time the cops are around, I'll end up getting arrested. Um, <laughs> I'll watch from a distance. Um, but he, you know, so uh, I got there, and, and the cops weren't there. I went to the owner and told him what I was doing and that I had spent money in the bar and in the restaurant and in the Rite Aid, you know, and that I – you know, was just waiting there overnight to get a, a, a park for the RV. He said, oh, I wasn't, wasn't even worried about it except for this lady complaining and threatening me. I said, I get it. He says, well, I did call the cops when I saw you come back in. I said, don't worry about it. I'll deal with it. So I start walk back to my RV, and they literally just pull in this young guy, you know, all steroided up and puffed up and young, you know. And he comes up to me and goes, is, is this your RV? I said, yes. He says, is it registered to you? I said, no. <laughs> I, I said, he says, well, I need your ID. I said, no. He said, it's mine. It's, that's the whole point of it being my ID. Uh, uh-huh. I said, uh, I said um, to him, I said, if you ask me again for it, though, he says, I'll, I said, I'll serve you notice. He goes, well, I need your ID. I said, you've been served. And I handed him a four-page document that tells him who I am, who I'm not, and uh, everything he needs to know to make the right decision as a public trustee. And uh, I said, don't ask me another question until your boss shows up here. And the guy comes, you know, he starts reading. He says, well, this is an ID. I says, I'm going to give you that as a freebie, but I don't teach law for free. And, <laughs> and now he's going, now, now he's, he's trying to, like, you know, figure out what's going on. So he starts reading, and he calls his boss. And just about the time he's getting done reading it, his boss comes rolling in. And he hands it to his boss, and the boss starts to read it and gets through the first page and half the second page. And he hands it back to me, and he turns to the cop, and he goes, you get out of here, and sir, you have a great day. Sorry we bothered you. And, <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. And then the yeah. cop, who, who was all puffed up to begin with, comes rolling up in his car, and he, go, he opens the window, and I walk over, and I say, I said, hey, what's going on? He goes, hey, did you get your paperwork back? He, I said, yeah. I said, what did you think about it? He goes, who the hell are you? 
And, and, and <laughs> where do you get this stuff? I says, I said, you know, I, I was just like you. I said, you know, uh, except I got tired of living in the public and being harassed and hassled and having to deal with corrupt officials and, you know, everything that goes on in the public. So I decided to live privately. And uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I've never seen anything like that. And uh, <laughs> he, he said, it really opened my eyes as to what's going on, and even in my own job, you know. He thinks he's just some stormtrooper and not a trustee. And that, you know, when he, when he realized that he has a fiduciary responsibility to look out for my best interest, he changed his whole tune. Can you post that on your website? I'd like to read that. The four-page document? I'd have to go yeah, back into yeah. it because, yeah, I, I, the one that I have <laughs> is pretty worn out. I'd have to literally go in and, and, and probably find it in my old computer. I'll see what I can do, though, and if not, yeah. I'll, I'll, put one, I'll put one together. Um, I have downsized yeah. it tremendously um, over the last five or six years. So, uh, like I said, I try to make things simple, especially to them. You know, if it's very simple and short and sweet and they understand it, um, I'll give you another example. I, I live off the grid, and for uh, other than the last three years, I lived in national forests all throughout the Northwest. And um, here in this town, when they were harassing us a few years back, um, the cops were following. There's a video on YouTube of, of the initial interaction. Uh, it's about an hour long. I can put, post the link for that as well. But this case took two, over two years to deal with, and they kept threatening me. They were following, you know, me and literally staking out across from my RV, which was in town. And uh, finally the weather broke, and we went up into the mountains. And um, <laughs> I was there not even 10 minutes, and a federal, you know, uh, forestry uh, guy comes rolling around. And I knew him because two years prior, uh, my son served him notice for threatening us for being there longer than the two-week period. You know, he, he read the letter. He's like, you know, you know, uh, viol- you know, um, um, uh, what you might call it, uh, uh, conspiracy against rights. Uh, you know, and under color of law, and you know, a couple of other notices in there. And the guy, you know, left us alone. And they were literally talking about forcing us out and served them my son served them and they left us alone you could stay as long as you'd like have a nice day and um so this was two years later and i roll up in there i'm not even there five minutes and i see them coming out so you know i'm in the wilderness so i've got my 40 caliber strapped to my side so does my son and we get out and he recognizes me off the bat by name he's like oh hey dave how's it going how you been where you been blah 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 and i said i said uh you know, been good. We traveled all over the country, and and now I'm having uh, I'm being threatened by, you know, the sheriff and and the and the uh, highway patrol and the um, Missoula Police Department. He says, well, you don't worry about it. They don't have any jurisdiction up here. You stay as long as you are. That was a federal cop that wow. told me, don't even worry about it. They that's don't have very any jurisdiction. clearly that was sweet. Yep. <laughs> What he said to you, what he, yeah, what he said to you, he just said it very clearly. That was sweet. Got right to the point. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and they're super nice, especially when you're armed. You know, <laughs> I, I've had these guys in National Forest go, well, why are you carrying a gun? I said, why are you carrying a gun? <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> I said, obviously, I'm, I'm carrying it. Hopefully, you're carrying it to uh, protect and defend yourself and others, you know? <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> Great answer. Hey, what, is, what is your website? I don't know. If you want it on the I, it's not. It's there isn't a website up yet. Um, like I said, I'm. I'm, I'm I, I count on donations. So as soon as I can get a few hundred bucks up, the website will be up and running, and the course will be be going as well. Um, as soon as I can uh, come up with a little extra cash for that. But yeah, the um, the website is going. I don't want to let out all the all of the uh, stuff that I'm going to be yeah. doing, but there will there will be a trust. Uh, that is going to supply license plates, um, uh, passports, driver's licenses, uh, business licenses, anything that you would be able to get in the public from the private side, uh, and a registration platform where um, if somebody runs the plate, uh, it'll it'll be able to come up, you know, private private, uh, private trust property. And um, they can really call in to make sure that the one who is driving it uh, has the proper identification that goes with it. But it's not public. It's all private. Um, that's something I'm, I've been working on for a while and will be implementing as well. So I've got a, and, I've got a quick question. Yeah. You just listed off a few things that I'll have. What about uh, is it in health insurance? Is it private health insurance that we purchase? Living privately, or is is it a bond that we set up? Or uh, again, you can set up, you can set up a bond because it is insurance, okay? And anybody, any time, you know, if it's a surety bond, it's you know, uh, if you've been studying secure party creditor, a surety bond is 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 a, a bond that protects you from debt, right? Uh, being yeah. being uh, from liabilities, okay? Um, when you claim to be the legal person you are acting as surety for that legal person you're acting as insurance for that okay so when you have a, a surety bond you can offset the the debts that are presented to you with the bond so if you get a couple hundred dollar bill from the doctor you can offset it against the bond or you can offset it against you know the the uh, <laughs> the, the, the public uh, bankruptcy HDR 192, Public Law 7310, you know, that is a bankruptcy. They, they, they are in uh, in receivership, you know, and if you've ever done a bankruptcy, uh, you take all of your bills together and you bring, you know, all of your liabilities to the receiver, which is usually the lawyer that you've hired. Uh, you know, the court will make them the receiver. You bring them all those bills and debts, and they discharge it under the bankruptcy. Well, you could do that privately under a private bankruptcy. Well, why would you? As long as the only thing that is uh, a debtor is is that legal fiction person, you know, the legal person, you can always use the public side uh, bankruptcy. Well, that's exactly what it is. They, they went bankrupt, which is, you know, where all that goes through. Really I can't get into all that now because I'm getting into HDR okay. 192 and, and public law 7310. Um, but definitely look into those things. HJR is House Joint Resolution, by the way, uh, 192. Yes. And that was uh, back in 1913 to 1933. Um, you know, that's the law. That's the law. Been revised a little bit through uh, public, you know, but it, but it's still there. That's still remedy for offsetting and discharging uh, debts that are public or private. 
So it's definitely still a remedy. Anyway, guys, we're we're uh, about 25 minutes over the the end of the show, um, and I do thank everybody for for being on the show and and participating tonight. Um, you know, it's it's you that makes thank the show. You. Questions. Thank and, you so much. <laughs> yeah, thanks for thank you for being on the I show like and it. and. Uh, if, you, if you're enjoying the show, please share it with your friends and family and, uh, you know, any, especially anybody that's knee-deep in trouble now. <laughs> not, not the best time to learn, but it is the best time to have your eyes open to what's going on around you, you know. Well, my mom's not in trouble or anything like that, but I am trying to open her eyes, and, and she thinks I dream the stuff up out of nowhere, you know. She... Oh yeah, <laughs> family members are great like that. I, I, my, oh my, yeah, I, my mother and my brother are like, can't you just go and get a license and conform to what everybody else is doing? I've never been good at that. Sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know I, I'm not a conformer, thanks. But uh, you know, you guys keep enjoying what you're doing, and they come around. I've I've got a stepbrother that. Uh, you know, came into opening his eyes through uh, commercial issues, uh, a mortgage and, and issues with his uh, lender and, and, and uh, the builder of the house. And, and, you know, and I've been talking to him for years, and now he's finally doing the research himself and, and going, you know, calling me and asking me questions and going, did you know that this is, you know, this is what they're doing? And he's a vet. <laughs> you know, he was he was in Afghanistan, and, and uh, you know, he he was definitely and and to a point still, uh, you know, very patriotic, uh, even though he knows the entire thing is a fraud. You <laughs> mm-hmm. some, some habits and some beliefs are very hard to let go of when you've been indoctrinated your entire life to believing that one thing is true, and then to come find out, you know, twenty, thirty, fifty years later that that you've been lied to your whole life, you know, and, it was, and the evidence was there all along. People just don't look for it, you know, because they go along believing that nothing's wrong. Exactly. I came about it the hard way too. Yeah, we all do. We all do. Did. Yeah, we all do. Yep. Oh yeah. If everything was, you know, if everything was great, we wouldn't even think about it. You know, if everything was working the way that they said it was working, nobody would think about it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, everything was working really great, and then all this happened, and, and it's like, wait a minute, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. How absolutely. Oh, yeah, and then you, then you peek into the rabbit hole, and, and you, you know, you follow one website, and it just keeps going down the, down the hole. <laughs> it's fun, though, and it's freeing, you know, the, the, the more that you know, the, the, the freer you become. You know, it's uh, it's definitely power. Yes, and being able to use that knowledge. And I'm getting more knowledgeable, you know, day by day, and I love it. I absolutely love it, and I love your show. Thank you so much. (laughs) I really do. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up here. Is there any other questions before I do? I don't want to cut anybody off. Or if you have a question that you need answering, I'll be happy to. You know, answer. So. I got about a million of them, <laughs> but I'll I have go. one. <laughs> well, hit me, hit me up on week. Facebook. What was that? <laughs> I said I have one question that we touched a little bit on last week. I don't know if you want to take it. It's about the sure. family Bible. Okay, how do you? I don't understand the total structure or how to create, maintain, and present if you had to a family Bible. 
because you mentioned, and, I mentioned uh, about the, the family Bible is, is, is the ultimate trust. The, the Bible is the oldest, probably the, I would assume that it's the oldest living trust out there, and it is as valid today as the day that it was written or the days that it was written because it was written over a period of, you know, 3,000 plus years, um, you know, but it is a trust. It's a, it's a, um, it is an everlasting covenant, which means it's an irrevocable contract. It's an irrevocable trust. It is a uh, trust, and, and the jurist of that trust is built right into the trust, which all trusts should have, uh, the jurisdiction and the rules, the bylaws of, the, of how it should be operated. Uh, we're called to be uh, stewards of the things that God provides. Um, and when... Uh, People kept the family Bible, the records of generational, um, you know, go back to Genesis, you'll see all the generations of the people in Genesis, you know, and going on uh, throughout it. It's a list of, the, uh, of, of how this trust was handed down from generation to family and, and uh, to generation. And when people would register births, marriages, all these things in their Bible, it was a literal family trust. It was a it was a uh, a trust between them and God, and God is the grantor of the trust. You are the uh, steward or trustee and the beneficiary. So you are holding two of the of the um, you know, and you're not the only beneficiary, but you are a beneficiary of those benefits. It's the ultimate trust. When I go into court, I have my Bible and my birth certificate. And and we're going to war, <laughs> you know. And I'm bringing my I'm bringing my law. <laughs> What's that? And it's real. There is no Bible fiction. Oh, I just love that you said all that. That is so awesome. Yes. Oh, and, and it's, it's recognized. And they want it's recognized. And just about every government across the world in commerce, that Bible is absolutely recognized. Yep. All right. How can I? I I've got this group call from a SPC Facebook group, just uh, glancing. I'm not a member on Facebook. How can I find information, get in touch with you? Or I do have Chris Chad's email. Should I just ask him to keep that private? Be able to get. Uh, I can give you my, my email address is easy. Uh, the letter A, it's okay. A, A free man in Babylon at gmail.com. I thought it was davisaustin.com. <laughs> ah. <laughs> nope, a free, a free man in Babylon at gmail.com. <laughs> Gosh, I'm going to give you a really big ego here. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I try to stay as humble as possible because I was in every single one of your shoes at one point, you know, over the last 30 years, which is what's bringing me to this point. I just don't want to, I just don't want to, uh, you know, uh, Eventually, I'll pass away, and I don't want to pass away with everything that I've been spent my life learning. You know, I'd rather share it. So, well, not before I get my private trust established. You <laughs> I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Hopefully, okay. <laughs> I'm in no hurry. I'm in no hurry to disappear. <laughs> I got to download all the information you have in your head so I know it all. <laughs> I'm going to try. Thank I'm going to try again. and get it all out there. So, Okay. 
I will let you go. You have a good night. You too, guys. Have a great night. And, uh, you know, again, if you have any other questions, reach out to me on my email or uh, the Facebook page for the show or my personal Facebook page. Yes. Thank you, Dave. Thanks. You're welcome. Everybody have a great night. Thank you for joining. You too. God bless. Bye-bye.